Hulk shoes. Recorded live. Hi, this is Lawrence, uh, Talk Shoe Conference time. Today is Saturday, October 29th, 2016. 10 p.m. conference call. Uh, opinions shared by our callers are not necessarily reviewed with the host. But um, as long as you keep it respectful and in boundaries, and I encourage debates again as long as they're healthy and everyone is present. Welcome. And one of the hot topics, which I feel is a correlation to the election woes that we find ourselves in each and every day, it t- things are coming out. How does that feel that that relates to targeted individuals? Aren't we held in a secret? Aren't we making pleas and cries and protests and letters? Yet they're ignored? It's just a pot of on the stove left to boil and it's boiling over. It's sick of the targets, the racketeering, the traffic, the illegal experimentation, the blackness. Never before in American history has our elections been so flagrant with a dishonesty corruption and defeat. It's a if one opponent is so cheating overtly with this monstrous help of corporations, Middle East companies, the media. It's if one opponent is standing like Atlas, that statue that holds up the world on one's back and you already know no one can take on the weight of the world. Um, back in the days when I used to run track many, many weeks ago when I was junior high and high school, and actually that's where I think back on it, that was pretty good. Um, when you would go so far and such a change to cheat, my coach already told me it's called poor sportsmanship. It's as if all that backing and help it runs a course where it becomes unfavorable. It's too heavy. And people, for some reason, in human nature, we start rooting for the underdog. We don't know what happens. It's like a rigged beauty contest. For some reason, you want the girl that's 200 pounds in a size 20. For some reason, if it's so rigged for the beauty contest, so rigged. Remember the movie Hairspray? You just start rooting for the underdog. Dream girls, the same thing with Effie. You don't know why, you just start rooting for the underdog. As targeted individuals, we're the underdog. This time, there's someone to root for us because we are standing, not stooping, and rooting for ourselves. With each and every day, each and every hour that goes by, I pray before I leave this planet that someone knows my story, that I've let it be known just how my sister and I have been treated in this so-called program. There's nothing else. I feel my perpetrators will be shamed, but more importantly, with this election and the outright corruption, it gives me a moment of happiness just to know that those in high places of our country are starting to feel the heat of the world's critical eye. Shame on you, government. Shame of you and those in high positions that have taken your authority and your oath and your so-called values and threw them in the toilet, not only for a price of money, it's a little bit more than that, 
feel so sloppy and slob at me, just letting it all hang out. And I love the fact how they just run the minute the, the camera or alternative news are reporting on them. They act like scared boys and girls. I want to see it all come out. At this time, I'd like to open the door to all questions, comments, or concerns at this time. The room in the chat is open. Anyone have any questions, comments, or concerns? I will continue. I don't know how many more Saturdays I will have this call. I don't have the following that I would like. I'm not going to put myself out that it's better, but um, I think other calls have been established, later night Saturday calls, and I'm really not the one to stay up hours and hours late. My schedule really doesn't permit it. I have any targeted, especially with my sister. I have early mornings, and I, I know I'm not going to be the one hanging out at midnight, one, two, three in the morning. Not too much. pretty tired. Our targeting has increased, so I'm more, I'm more fatigued than ever. But um, if I not, if I don't do it, um, can't get in the room, it just means that it's over. And it's just lack of interest. That doesn't make you bad or me bad. It's just really the way it is. Um, perhaps I'll choose something else, perhaps a, a, a new venue of what I want to do. Um, I have to go also with times and dates that work pretty well for me. And until I can establish that right now, I'd rather just go ahead and move away from that and maybe look at something else. So I'm going to go ahead and tell everyone right now what's happening uh, for our community. Keep it on the date, especially those of you that live in Washington, D.C. area. They are having a protest Saturday, November 5th. That's exactly a week from today. Washington, D.C. is led by Anonymous. They wear the Guy Fawkes mask. They are going to be bringing up uh, among the other atrocities that are going on in our planet, our community targeted individuals, public, black people. Uh, so those of you in that area or can get to that, um, that's going to be on the Capitol Hill for ground. Now, I don't know about the rest of you. I won't hold my breath if the local media would televise it. They can tend to televise it anything. And that tends to be a growing mm, criticism of American people. Again, people can't get, they can't believe in elections. You can't even trust your own news outlets to visually give you the truth. You know, kittens and puppies, and we won the lottery, it's all grand. But we, when it nitty gritty comes down to, we don't want to see the reality TV show, we want the news. You know? And the way this election is coming out with all this fraud and stuff and no one's really, really reporting on it. And um, again, there's shame going around that, especially when alternative news are starting to get the recognition and respect, again, that our, our main media didn't feel they needed to get. So again, nobody feels it until there's a little critique going on and then we get a little bit of guilt in us shame in us, and then we realize how far we've really let it all hang out. So if anyone has posts, uh, if anyone has um, links they want to share with me to find out um, various alternative news stations, please share, because I will definitely pass it on to everyone, because 
to have some semblance of what's going on in the world, we're not going to get that unless, you know, fake social media or alternative news. And that's pretty much how we, you know, that's all I really trust you guys. Social media, alternative news. So keep the date. The week today is November 5th, Washington, D.C. It is anonymous hackers. They wear the mask. There's going to be out million mask man march. Also protesting that our dilemma and our pain of being targeted individuals. So I really hope to see some of you guys live in that area or can get there. I wish I had the money. I'd love to go. Shout it out and uh, boots on the ground and pound the street. Make our plight known. There's something I really want to uh, elaborate. Have any of you have felt this last week you're targeting like a birthing pregnant woman getting ready to drop her baby? Perps have been acting totally, and people for that matter, crazy. You know these fakeness around Halloween. That's like their holiday time, guys. And ooh, they get down freaky. Build yourself more. Stay very vigilant of securing your home. Those of you that are blessed enough to go to work, make sure you really take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, pack an extra sandwich. Keep your food with you so no coworkers are trying to put shit in your food or whatever. Keep your head down. Do your work. Uh, you know what I mean? Take an Advil. <laughs> Lucky enough, take a Valium or something where you know you're going to be really right as rain and not have too much response because they're coming out everywhere to cause havoc on us, pain, and destruction. Halloween is Satanist, and it all goes in that numberology. They're going to be raping women. They're going to be doing all stuff. They probably have an orgy in the pumpkin patch right now. You know they like to roll like that. If they can stick it up them or stick themselves in it in the pumpkin patch, that's what they're going to do. As you can tell, obviously, I hate Satan. I hate Satan, and I hate Satan. Okay, I'm saying it straight out so all of you know it's on the recording. Okay? I don't, uh-uh. don't roll that way. Never have. I don't roll that way. But I just had no idea. A lot of people were in that. I was surprised. You could never tell just looking at it. Brings me to the main topic. How do you spot a human trafficker? So you've been living, you know, in your neighborhood, house, or you've got an apartment. I'm going to tell you the first thing you're going to notice. You've got a neighbor or something near you with potted plants, and you don't know why. You have a plant or two, that's normal. But sometimes some of the pots are turned upside down. Y'all, that's how they talk to each other. When the pot, planted pot, is turned down, with no plant in it, turned down, near your vicinity, that means you're hit in the world of Satanists. You know what I'm saying? How they talk. And it's near your door. Have you ever near your doorway or maybe by your carport from through that drive seen like a pile of leaves? That, too, is to mark your car. How they're going to come after you. A hit on you. Have you ever went and did taking care of errands? You came back and you know you locked your door, but your door is wide open. That's a calling card of a hit, too. Now, other things they also do around Halloween that these days. If you ever have, like, 
your clothes. We already know sometimes they can put bleach in your clothes if you have to use a laundromat. But they will sometimes put near your door or your car, like tires and stuff, the smell of urine. That is cat pee. That has been sacramented to God. They do some kind of chant or whatever, hail Satan or whatever, but they use defecation and urine a lot. So if you start having to smell or something like that, that's what they do. They, we know they'll utilize children, but these people will utilize children in the worst way, pedophilia. How can you spot them? They look normal. If you live in a house, they'll cut their grass, water their lawn. But I noticed one thing about them. If you just study them from afar, there's something kind of antisocial about them. And I don't really find them a sociopath. Something odd, misfit, something. But I can't put my finger on it. They seem to really work hard on the act of blending in. But when you study them for a half an hour or so, you realize they're working too hard to blend in. You know, um, everything they say is very generic. You know, like going to McDonald's to get a hamburger. You don't see too, like real personality coming, and it makes you wonder what, what kind of lid, you know, who are you really? New neighbors, they don't have a lot of sunlight. You don't see them that much, almost like a ghost if you live in an apartment building. But again, if you do see them, it's kind of odd. It's a good way to put it. And something's odd in the eyes. Odd. I've heard on many calls that they can heterodyne and, like, mind control all of us. But mine feel like a cult. What I'm saying is I feel that they have, or they themselves belong to this, and what they do is human trafficking, and they use the procedures of targeted individuals to cover their crimes and get away with their crimes. You know what I'm saying? They feel like criminals, occult criminals is what it feels like, kind of mafia feeling. I don't feel... I don't get the feeling that they're all mind. If they are mind control, they might be. But I don't feel that way. I feel like this is desire. I choose to be in this cult. I choose to be this criminal. And I choose to do this to another human being. You understand human traffickers don't really see us as human beings. They see us as things, commodities. Remember, we are to sell on our skin. It's for filthy lucre, filthy money. And I believe this is like a family business. What I'm saying is I strongly feel most of these people have been in the business of human trafficking for generations. That's what I feel. And I also feel that they know people in every echelon. Does anyone have any questions, comments, or concerns? This time. Ball, it's a group. It could be in high places, middle income, or you know, trailer garbage. You know, every echelon. You don't have to be wealthy to be a station, okay? And you don't have to be dirt poor to be a station. I think the real poor ones are mainly are perps, but I believe those tentacles go up into many mansions. If you know what I mean, political 
corporational. They say sometimes Satanists have a body odor. Sometimes, again, those of us that work, that you have been around co-workers or supervisors, have a smell to them. They don't. Cleanliness is next to godliness, so they really don't. They have a resentment of being clean. Very rarely do you smell perfume. Does anyone have any questions, comments? Has anybody witnessed any type of state pattern, type of um, signals around where you live? This is heavily spiritual. Not my business, but those in our community that are spiritual or not. I can assure you, this program and what they belong to, don't get it twisted, they believe in Lucifer, they will sacrifice for him, and oh, most definitely, they do do the ritual, without a doubt. So I knew that right off the bat in Los Angeles. I kept saying, oh, no, 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 the way they group together and the things and how they look, I said, this is spiritual. Demons. Absolute demons. A lot of times, when they target it, so much. It may not want you as much as you have a very attractive child. Child pornography, America does it more kids, but they make the money no different than India. It's just, you know what? It's just wrapped in package a different way. I'm going to say it that way. The same shit they do in third world countries they're doing here. In fact, I even question not just this election, but just physicality. Has anyone really looked at our country lately? It's a ghetto. It's dirty. It's really, really worn down. It looks really bad. It's just the money and the wealth is being sucked out and what's left is not very much. I have a question tonight. Does anyone feel like sharing since they've been targeted? What? Do they miss the most that they had before they were targeted? I missed my job and my routine. It was mine. I was good at it, better than good at it. And it was snatched away, and I've been angry since. I missed my routine. And it was replaced with nothing. And I wasn't even given the option to negotiate. So yeah, I have moments where I'm very, very frustrated when I'm targeted, how I feel, shell of a woman who I used to be. I feel very, I feel very resentful. Very, very resentful. Does anyone in the chat room have any questions or comments at this time? I had a guest scheduled tonight. Um, I like to call her Madam X. I don't know if she hasn't appeared yet. And I'm watching the board um, to talk about um, her experience, trafficking, what it feels like, it's discovery mode, and you just realize this is what it is. Um, I'm still. I'm living through this as we all are. 
I'm a woman without a country. Don't really know if I'll ever have one. My views of the my public trust is non-existent. There's still any loyalty. I just feel like at times it's just what the real world is. Is this the matrix? Or shall I say I'm being kicked out of the matrix? I don't know which way. I haven't figured it out. If I'm living as truth as a targeted individual, it hurts very much. So I'd rather very much have my own living for the city wage and routine as opposed to this. This is hell. And my own fear is, and I'm trying to be very patient with this virtue, is weight on my just weight on the exposure, weight on the outrage. But I'm growing impatient with the waiting. Or sometimes I question if I'm even fearful of the weight. Will I really live and die and yet this is never known? And I think that's too negative. Does anyone have any suggestions when they're at the end of their own personal human growth? When you feel hope is evaporating? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. This is this is Edith at uh, in Colorado. How are you? I'm fine. Good to welcome. How are you? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Um, so I was just, you know, calling. I've been listening, but a lot of times, you know, I don't say anything, but I thought, well, you know, let me at least let them know where I'm standing right now. Um, so I'm still going out. I'm still going out from time to time. Um, you know, and I have my sign and, um, I have my, uh, uh, flyer that I give out. You know, I have a specific corner that I stand at, and, you know, I don't make a big, you know, big scene, but I do stand there and hold my sign out. And, you know, people come across the street and that kind of thing, and I give out my flyers and, you know, kind of give them a little briefing about why I'm out there, you know, and um, to let them know, you know, what's going on in the community and around the United States, you know. And uh, many people have been receptive, you know, and they've been uh, believing, you know, and, uh, you know, they said, wow, good, thank you, you know, things like that, you know. And uh, so I just appreciate it because I just feel like something is going to break eventually, you know. I mean, you know. I'm standing out there. You can see the difference in the traffic when I get out there, you know, because the birds come out. Well, you know, it's light, you know, just like today. I went at about, mm, I think at about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. It's pretty light at that time. However, when I come out, you know, the birds come out. So the traffic is backed up, you know, and, um, you know, all four sections, you know, you can see that they're uh, lined up and they have their color codes going on, you know, red, white, 
you know, black, gray, you know. And uh, so to me, it should be very evident. If I do this on a consistent basis from time to time, and every time I come out, all this traffic picks up, that should tell people something there too. And so, um, you know, I'm just believing that something something is going to break, you know. And uh, as we don't speak up for ourselves, who's going to do it? Because nobody's helping us, you know. And so if we put the word out, you know, um, one person can tell another person, can tell another person, you know, like I was telling someone today, you know, even if it's not happening to you, it's good for you to be in the know. Because what if your friend or somebody comes to you and mentions something that's happening to them strange? Then you won't look at them and say, oh, you know, you're out your mind. At least you'll be able to say, oh, I've heard something about that. You know, maybe you'll be able to help them and give them some, you know, uh, some advice on things they can do, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's where I am. And, yes, I'm still definitely being targeted from the time I walk out my door. Um, you know, cars come from some of everywhere in the community, you know. Um, but, you know, I don't let that bother me. I just I just keep going, you know. And um, because they're doing what they do and we need to be just doing what we do you know, and just being consistent with it because you never know who you might touch or who's going to begin to pay attention, you know. And where I stand, um, you know, is traffic cameras, you know what I mean? So, you know, to me, you know, who knows? You don't know what somebody may pick up on camera, you know, to see something happening that will get somebody's attention or something like that. So, you know, um, I'm just trying to do what I can do. You know what I mean? That way I don't feel so so helpless because, yeah, they, I mean, they follow me, you know, in the house. They're constantly, you know, beaming. You know, they had my brains really, really in pain the other, other morning. But, you know, I just keep going. I stay prayerful and, um, you know, I listen to my scriptures and read and try to stay motivated, you know. But uh, this it's really something that I just don't believe, you know, that uh, that my life is going to be shortened, you know, because I believe in God. And he, he said with long life, you know, I believe in him. And I believe he's, he's the one keeping my life. So that's where I am with that. Mm-hmm. That you your, um, by your protesting, well, you know, activism, do you feel it has um, sort of changed with your approach? Are they a little bit more apprehensive, you think, or are they still the same, unchanged? Or? Well, you know what? You know, they're stubborn, you know, full of protest. You know what I mean? These people are set in mind control, and, you know, so they more or less try to show out actually, you know. Um, So that's why when I come out, you know, they come out. You know, they're trying to intimidate me. You know, all of them driving past constantly, constantly. You know, it's okay because I'm going to stand there and I'm going to hold my sign, you know. And there are also times that I have said things out loud, you know. 
um, and and that kind of thing because, you know, that's what they want you to fear them, you know, and that kind of thing. And um, no, I mean, you know, who are they? I mean, who are they? They're with a typical bully, you know, uh, with the typical bully syndrome. And, uh, mm-hmm, they are, they're just such, such bullies, you know, and they only act in that way because it's a, it's a bunch of them. If they were by themselves, they wouldn't act that way. So they no, kind of out with it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I said, I believe you. I don't think, I think by themselves, they're cowards. Yeah, I mean, you know, you see them, they really try to share out with their hands hanging out the car, you know, that's one of their signs, you know. Or, you know, they'll come, you know, they have the one light on, one light off, all these kinds of things. And uh, just typically trying loud music, you know, they try to, you know, uh, just try to distract me and things like that. But I just keep doing what I'm doing and people come across the street, and, you know what I mean? I just, you know, um, talk real nice to them, excuse me, hi, how are you, can I give you a pamphlet or let you know what's going on in the community and around the United States and that kind of thing. Give them a little briefing why, you know, it's important and that they read it and uh, uh, that kind of thing and have a better understanding and they can look up the Internet information on there. You know, I give them the flyer with Snowden, the one that says uh, bigger than Snowden. I do too. I'm passing that one out. Yeah, it has all those people on there, you know. It sure And they can... Yes, yeah, really, really good information, you know. And and then I have the other little small one. It's a little small one that I found, and uh, I give that to them. Uh, to so I attach them both together, and um, just kind of, you know, just something, you know. That and I go to the library and copy it. I get my copies from the library, and oh. um, go from there, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel. You know, um, I'm sure they probably hate me, you know, and and that kind of, well, they would hate me anyway, so, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, they try to make sure when I look out the window, they have the little parking lot, two-tone, three-tone, you know, cars. And I don't I don't pay that stuff any attention. I say, you know, I just try to stay focused. When I go to the park and walk, they all, here they come with their little doggies, walking out and and that kind of thing, you know. So uh, stores in the stores, typical thing, the same old, you know. But um, I just try to stay focused on, okay, well, they're doing what they do. They're not going to stop. They're letting us know, you know. So we have got to just get out there. You know, I figure if people, if, if, if you can, everybody can't do it, but if they can get out in their community, just in their immediate community, then, you know, at least that's something right there. If everybody kind of kind of do their little community, then that right there, you know, can help spread the word, you know. It'll, right. it'll become an uh, everyday household word, and they'll get used to you, you know, and what you stand for and, um, and, and see you out there all the time. They have any questions or something like that, you know. But, yeah, I, I think that a lot of people are believing, you know. They're not looking at you like, oh, you're crazy, you know. A lot of people um, are believing. I think out of when I say I have a feeling they're starting to believe because of the uncertainty with the election, 
things are being revealed that have some validity, uh, election fraud, corruption. I feel that's going to actually help our cause, too, because people are thinking, well, they'll lie on that. The government's corrupt. Of course they'll do this to people. That's what I feel like people are starting to say. Yeah. You know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Starting, I mean, hey, they, hey, I believe anything nowadays, you know. Well, exactly. That's There's how people so are much feeling. stuff going on, you know. <laughs> and you know, it's almost like sure. Uh, you know what? I believe you. I really do. <laughs> yeah, they do. And then we, then then we're attached to Snowden. They believe him. They yeah. really do. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and I even brought out the fact about David. You know, vault how he's walking across the United States to spread the word. You know, and exactly. on the radio stations and things like that. I said this is serious. You know. And a lot of people need to know about it. I think you may feel pain on your body or something and may not and, and, you know, know exactly where it's coming from. You know what I mean? It just might be it could be coming from some of these dangerous weapons. So it's just, you know, to be in the know would help you, you know. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I don't go out every day, but, you know, uh, generally once, sometimes twice a week, you know something like that. Mm-hmm. This one man and his wife, I happened to be holding up the sign. It was upside down one day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this thing was upside down because, you know, the wind was blowing, and I must have rearranged it. So anyway, they stopped. They said, oh, it's upside down. They said, oh, can we have one of those, uh, you know, one of those samples or whatever, you know, and I gave it to him and told him what was what. He said, okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. Like he said, you know, I tried to get to you yesterday. I saw you out here, you know, but I couldn't get to you. But uh, so I mean, people are they're taking notice, you know, they're taking notice, and uh, um, you never just never know. We cannot underestimate the power that we have, you know. We cannot underestimate it, you know. This is America, and we have a right, you know. And I think if we consistent and just keep being in their faces, being in their faces, you know, a repeat, being in their faces. <laughs> Get that word out. <laughs> Get the word out. <laughs> that's, really, that's, what, that's what we learned to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I really appreciate... Um, how you shared Colorado is that you start out in the neighborhood because really you guys a lot of stuff that we have to endure are in the neighborhood you know breaking in and that's someone local nearby that's right that's right that's right right. it is in the neighborhood you know and and it fuels no matter what we like to say it fuels it fuels and Mm -hmm. (laughs) feeds on the isms you know what I mean whatever it may be she's a terrorist she's Mm -hmm. a pedophile she's a prostitute as if we're meant, meant to be God in this land called America, home of the brave, you know, free as an mm-hmm. eagle. You know what I'm saying? It's sort of an hypocrisy mm-hmm. with that. I mean, how we're seeing a lot of mendacity and hypocrisy in this election. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. really um, so it's much like is coming everybody. out. People are, yeah, everyone's kind of turned off. Vote? Are you kidding? 11 days, what's coming out? You know, they, they really are scared for one particular person to get in and skeptical of the other. You know, I don't yeah. know. You and, know, well, they, what they want us to do is in and just take, 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 you know. Oh, and I, 
and not. And just let them have, in other words, like this is open waters. You ever seen that picture? Open waters. It's a a people, uh, a woman and a man that got left by mistake. Um, They went on vacation. They got left in, in the sea. And you know they were they were they were snorkeling, and they weren't back in time. And the ship left them yes, with all those sharks. Oh my God! And uh, that's what what it was called, open waters. You know, because hey, they didn't have any kind of protection. The sharks were just, you know, decided to bite them when they got ready and whatever. And you know, it was just kind of like a sad thing. But so, and that's what I was saying. They think it's open water. You know, when it comes to us, they just think, oh, we have no problems. They're not going to do anything. It's nothing they can do. And the whole thing is that it is something we can do. There is is. something. You know, it's the choices we make, you know? Actually, and you'd be surprised in human nature how far a person will go to feel like I can, I can do what I want to do and no one will listen. And it must be a power rush that I, I, I can't phantom. Yeah. Uh, we ask ourselves, what I how can a person do this? You know, I don't. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. I took a picture this morning of a new burn on my body. You know what I mean? A new burn that they probably uh, prize themselves for, for, for doing, you know. But I take pictures of the different little, you know, burns and different little things they leave on my body, you know, because hopefully I, yeah, hopefully I can put it up one day on YouTube or something. You know, just like when I was walking to my corner, there was a truck, a big 18-wheeler, Target truck now. It's never been in this empty lot. All of a sudden, it's, it's sitting right there. I walk past this big says Target. <laughs> yeah. I thought, wow, how cute! You know? Exactly, we're supposed to get on. Uh, you know, they want us just all baited out and you know, a lunatic. Okay, <laughs> okay. So oh you God, know, we're drooling our face. They're trying to say they're targeting me. Oh my God, I'm supposed to really just you know. Yes, just, back just out, yeah. Out, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it was sitting right there, right in my face, you know. They kind of get weird when you, know, you laugh at them, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually took a picture of it, you know. I said, wow, I get my own truck. This is Target. Wow. You know. <laughs> and, uh, and then while I'm standing down there, I look back up the street, and there's a second truck down there, you know, 18-wheeler. And it's facing me. The other one was facing, you know, the opposite direction. This one was facing me. And uh, it was a red and white truck, but it had no name on it, all white. So, you know, I was pretty cautious, though, because, you know, walking past it, you know, I know how they'll try to beam you from trucks and things, you know, and, and all of that. So I was trying to be pretty cautious. But, yeah, I took a picture, you know. And uh, I just, different little things, you know, like that, I just keep on pushing. Because, see, they want you to be fearful, you know. They just want you to walk around being fearful. And who are they, you know? Listen, if anything's going to happen to me, it's going to happen, you know. Um, no, Nothing can happen to me that God doesn't intend to happen. So, you know, 
I just keep going. I just don't. I just don't fear them, you know. And um, like I said, I speak to some of them, you know. Uh, try to be, you know, to speak to some of them. Hi, good morning. How are you? Some of them don't speak. They look at me like I'm crazy. So that's fine too, you know. Um, but I just think they need to know that um, uh, we 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 are valued. You know what I mean? Our lives are valued. And uh, we can do something, you know, like I said, it's about the choices you make. You know, we don't have to be uh, like them. We don't have to respond and try to get revenge and, and do something crazy. But we can we can do something, you know, and because everybody has a right to stand up for themselves, you know. And um, and everything, police pass by, they don't, you know, they don't try to stop and say anything to me because I'm not doing anything and I have a right to be out there. You know, if I want to, this is America, you know. Now, if it's more than one, I think you have to get a permit, something like that. Every city is different. But if it's just one person and you just, you could, you know, it's okay. You know, it's no problem. They're not going to say, you're not supposed to be here, you know, as long as you're not keeping up a, a, a you know, a, a, a problem and just acting crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am with that. I just thought I would, you know, mention that and to let you know I'm hanging in there because, you know, oh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, trying to stick it to me. But, uh, you know, I just try to keep my eyes on the Lord and just continue to live my life. You know, I don't have a lot of people come over. You know, I'm just in this place right now where I'm just trying to stay focused right now, you know, get my stuff together. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't do a lot of lot of that right now. Uh, but, I mean, if I talk on the phone all the time. I'm, in, I'm socializing with people, but I don't know. I just came back here, you know, in, in, in August. So I've been back here a year, you know. I had left town, and now I'm back. Okay. So I'm, mm-hmm. That worked yeah. out. Oh, when I was when I left town, trust me, I went to several places to visit my relatives, and I put my 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 furniture in storage, and I just kind of went around. I was on the bus. I just like riding the bus. Of you know, you sit back and what have you, and look at scenery. You know, well, these people followed me everywhere. I mean, the network followed me everywhere on the bus. At the bus station, you know, I mean, it was a constant attack, attack, attack. And that let me know how they operate, you know. And every city that I stayed in, they were there. And they did the same thing every city that I went to. So, I mean, it's just so sad. That little network needs to be brought down, you know. It oh, really yeah. does. It feels like a mafia syndicate company. Yeah, that's what it feels more like. It you feels know? like that. It does. Uh-huh. And then uh, it depends on who's on you. Some, are, um, you know, they do just the job, and some are sadistic. You know, that's mm-hmm. where it's personal. Uh, and why I really wanted this call because it's a. Uh, actually, I I did have a call actually earlier this week. Again, I hope I have the guest tonight, but I did. Um, Tell the guest, I hope you know, the, the speaker will show up tonight, that I would take a few minutes to uh, give partial of, of 
my targeting and the per- one of the purposes that I wanted to call, which uh, mm-hmm. how it affects the uh, the sex trafficking that unfortunately uh, a lot of us are in, but uh, either shame, embarrassment, um, guilt, we just don't feel like we have much of a platform to really express that. And um, oh yes, I've, the sex I've had the call a few weeks, and I noticed that mm, we'll sort of talk around something, meander, but we don't really go to it. Oh, talk on it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is and serious sex trafficking. It exactly. Is and I, oh. I, I need to just go there because sometimes when it comes to huge setbacks financially, loss as a person, I realize it's going to take a couple of minutes tonight and just, um, it's unrehearsed, but just kind of go there and tell yeah. you what it's about. Well, I, I know I have looked at, uh, um, you know, I look at a lot of documentaries, you know. Mm-hmm. I like to kind of keep up with what's going on and that kind of thing in the world. And that was one of the things I have watched, and, and that is just pathetic. I mean, I was watching how this woman's uh, son was abducted, you know, and, um I mean, years, you know, they didn't never find him. And he ended up, she said, coming by to visit one time. Uh, he snuck and visited her. He had been abducted into the sex, you know, trafficking um, organization. And it's just so sad. It's, you know, when you think about it, you know, what they're forced to do, you know, and and everything. It's just it's really awful. And And nobody's doing anything. Well, I mean, they are busting some of these places. You know, they are catching some of these rings, but it's so much of it. It is good. No. You're right. And, um, mm-hmm. Well, um, thank you again, Colorado, for sharing and keeping us posted and your active. Oh, you're you know, welcome. Guys, you know, guys, it's on the call. She's doing it, baby. She's knocking it out. And that's what I'm talking about. They want us all off by ourselves, all taking this abuse and not stuff. Tell anybody. They already got us in this program. We're not seen as human beings. They want to treat us as things, but guess what? With this kind of torture, they want us to internalize and believe we're a thing. My mama didn't carry me for nine months for me to believe I'm a thing. That's right. I don't think (laughs) so. Child of the most high, I don't think so. But uh, exactly. Don't 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 get it twisted now. They they just got just a spell where they think they're in some kind of power. But I can tell you guys, guys can really peep this and take it to the bank. All kind of high in the White House are going down. So if the ones in the high places of the mansion are going down, what you think the help is going to go? You know what I mean? Kind of think about it. Because I don't Mm -hmm. think they're thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Their days are but a number, and they really are. Oh, I have a Their days are a number, that's for sure. Yes, Mm -hmm. they are. Yes, they are. Um, You know, I was coming up the stairs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I say I was coming up the stairs on my way back. Excuse me, one second, Colorado. Colorado. Hey, everybody, we have a chair, so if you're... Yeah, I noticed, yeah. Or turn it, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Colin. I'm sorry about that. Oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. Um, I was coming up the stairs in the house, right, this, today. And, of course, the perp comes up behind me stomping, you know. They want me to know that they're there, right? 
And uh, so I was on the phone on my on my um, you know on the phone on my uh, oh oh can't think of what it, in my ears what's the little thing of, oh gosh the little thing I had in my ear anyway I can't think of the name of it right now but anyway I said I was saying I said one thing I do know is that um, every dog will have their day and she repeated what I said. I wasn't even talking to her. Yeah, every dog will have that day. I said, that's right. Every dog will have that day. I said, then she goes past me upstairs. She said, the, I, I said, the Bible says you will reap what you sow. Yeah. He said, yeah, right. Reap what I sow. I said, well, get ready because it's on the way. Get ready. It's coming at them right now as we speak. Already there. You know what I'm saying? Just, just trying to be facetious, you know. Oh, and yeah. I said, you know, they have no conscience. They don't care. You know, it's just uh, it's so sad, you know, the wickedness, that the hate that they have. And don't even know you, you know. No, they don't even know like you. That. No, they mm-hmm. don't. They're just being really Really, thank you for calling in, joining us, and your activism is really, really addictive. You know what I mean? Oh, Come thank on, you. Guys. Just keep Shout me in your you know? prayers. That's all I can say. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Colorado. We have okay. uh, West Maryland on the line. Thank you. Okay, I put myself Good back on mute. Okay. okay, ma'am. Thank you. Okay, we you're have up. West Maryland. Hold on a second. Let me unmute you. Go ahead, West Maryland. You're on. Oh, hi. Um, this is Pat. That was me with the echo on the line. I had, I was unmuted before I was ready. Oh, hi. Uh, I just had a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, is that are, are we not going to have a Saturday night call anymore? Saturday night on tonight, and we're going to be fundraising the next month. For the uh-huh. next month. So next month there's not going to be a call. No, this month is. She's going to be on every week. We need we need to raise money and get the word out. So we oh, we gonna, oh, we got to do some fundraising. Mm-hmm. She was on tonight. Oh, I see. I missed it tonight. I forgot y'all come on at five or six. Six, six o'clock Eastern time. Six o'clock. Okay. Six I got p.m. Eastern time. I came in That's, on nine. I said, now where could they possibly be? And I forgot. I think she left about uh, eight thirty or so, and my call is at ten p.m. So yeah, I knew about it. Okay, mm-hmm. she's on. Yeah, six p.m. You guys, uh, let me go ahead and cast. Uh, starting, I'm I'm affiliated on the board with SSPHS, which, by the way, we're going to try to change the name. Mm-hmm. Um, but this call will be a lot more relaxed because um, we're not going to really cross roads too much. But those that are interested in joining our organization. The president, Darlene Miles, um, she's been brutally, because of the organization, heavily targeted in mm-hmm. all ways you can imagine, shelter, existence. It's, it's horrible. They really, really want to make an example to what? Crush the activism, the protest. But one thing is going down, and that's for sure, the congressional hearing has been submitted. Oh. Only thing holding us back is this election year, if we want to call it that, because we have a lot of suspicions with this year, as we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't stress it enough. Don't wait on your local media. If you have access to the net, find out a lot of news on alternative news stations. So far, it seems like they're going to try to bring it. Uh, but things are coming out. 
mm-hmm. who've been in the White House that are not favorable, actually. So mm-hmm. I, I call it the power of God. So mm-hmm. the next month, Darlene is heavily, she's giving herself even 30 days. She's not a natural quitter. Mm-hmm. And I can just really express uh, her documents that she shared. They were first shared with the prior president, Derek Robinson, who actually suppressed that. So, really? Yes. He never shared that. So why would anyone not share that? They want to keep us. It's kind of a cult sort of behavior, but kind of keep you. He gives the illusion of hope, but nothing really changes or happens, you know? Mm. And um, You're talking about Obama? Even, no, I'm talking about Derek Robinson, the prior president. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh freedom. Oh, yeah, oh, he oh. had information about the DOD directive and such. So he did not share that with the uh, community. And he didn't share a lot of things. And again, he went on, and, and he will always have a type of following, but I wanted something I can personally believe in. And rather she be beaten right now, Darlene might have lost the battle, but certainly not the war. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. personally, I will always have a fond spot. I like Darlene. She reminds me very much of my mother and older sister, both whom have passed. Mm-hmm. But I meant what I said. I sort of lost it last week, you guys. Right. I'm the type of woman, I don't like an A-type person to walk out. Now, I'm, all my life, I've met C-minuses and D's, failures. I don't care about that. But when somebody is worth something, my little feelings get hurt. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like a two-year-old child. You know how a little child can tell? They can look at one woman and say, that'll take care of me. The other woman, uh-uh. And they start really crying. Mm-hmm. It's like children inherently can tell which one is capable. Mm-hmm. A child's going to go for protection. They can right. go, or they're going to go with the person that can feed me, coldly, take care of me. Okay? They mm-hmm. don't want Mr. Saturday night or Miss Saturday night or no patience or, you know, lactodactyl. You'd be surprised. We don't really want to follow that because what, truthfully, we don't feel safe with that. Mm-hmm. Built up promises and fantasies that never, ever are fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, Join others, I will, which I continue to do, is promote the TI community as best as possible. Keep yourself shielded. Have, try to have friendships because I know they take our family and jobs and friends away. But if you, some of you are blessed enough to have those, keep those and cherish them. Sure. Mm-hmm. But no, she well, was, the other uh, was on the um, news this week. Mm-hmm. Remember John, who was on the shielding call? Yeah, he was on the East Coast. I think I remember listening to his call when I first got targeted. Mm-hmm. He, well, he and another lady were on the news. Really? The CBS well, News. The local news, though. Uh-huh. I was shocked. And um, they were saying that um, they were in town to bring awareness to our cause of uh, workplace bullying and stalking, and they didn't go into a whole lot of details, but they said the crime is, you know, it's pretty, it's all-inclusive, and its main goal is to try to tear down the individual. So I was just so shocked to hear it. I mean, they actually had it on the news. They said, um, you know, people talk about, bullying in uh, on schools, but there is another bullying that is just as bad, and we're going to talk about that tonight. And That's true. Mm-hmm. It is happening. 
It is, especially, um, I don't know if we have anyone right in our calls right now, mm. but uh, a lot of whistleblowers at their jobs, um, the onset would be they, they want to report something and they're punished for it. So they're, you know, mobbed off of their job and then they become a TI and then it goes into their, you know, personal life, the community. Mm. Or it could be vice versa. You could be targeted, you know, in your community, like a term, and all of a sudden it follows to your job. Or you quit your job, go to another job, and it's cool for about a month or two, and then it happens. And we all know when it happens. It's just like you walk in and it's like everybody's got some really dirt shit information on you that you don't know about, but all of a sudden your boss and coworkers are treating you real crazy that you never had a problem before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it just, um, it's very bad, but I'm glad you shared that because you see, here we go again. There's the hope. It's coming. Out, it's coming out. It's coming out. It's coming. Yeah. Now, is that working with Derek, or what's going on with that? Is who? Is Derek and uh, a part of John? Uh, no, is John a part of Derek's organization, or is he just pretty much independent on his own now? Now, Marilyn, I don't know the answer to that because I don't know who Derek Rollins and I don't know John Rollins. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Oh, okay. I really don't, but I'm I'm glad he got it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad he got out there no matter what. I said, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm not here on this call. to I would never tell any of you guys, don't hang around with Derek, don't hang around. I'm going to tell you guys the truth. Mm-hmm. He is really a lot of trouble and very vindictive mm-hmm. when you cross him. And I found out some things that I just thought was very, especially the way in our community, we're so targeted. It was personal. It was vindictive. It was very peaceful. And mm-hmm. uh, my views are: I don't think he's a target. I think he's just a you don't troll. I don't feel he's a target. No, you guys. No, no, I don't. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really what's going on. But I'm so glad that I do remember John. I'm glad it's coming out slowly but surely. The shit is coming out. It's about time. Yeah, it's first time I got to see John. Really. Really? Okay. I never he's, met him. He's younger looking than I thought. You know, I thought maybe he'd be a gray-haired person, but no. And a stitch of gray hair on him. Wow. Yeah, I think a lot of us are different ages and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. And they did a nice presentation. I like the way they did it. So they didn't well, say too much, you know, so that we didn't, you know, give our all our issues away. But they just let people know that it is a serious problem and everything that's going on with us is already against the law, but we still need uh, laws to cover specifically what we're going through. Exactly. And we need to, I would hope to, this time, um, we all know, I, was, I think it was in junior high when the church committee was out, but uh, what I get out of it is that MK also was never, I thought they had the church committee. <clears throat> That was not properly, you know, the bad guys weren't really caught to shut this thing down, or we would have had that in history, what they used to do. So that mm-hmm. wasn't handled right. And uh, I want it to be different this time. I want very much all involved to be prosecuted. They have, we're still being persecuted, but these are high crimes. These uh, non-consensual experimentation and torture is crimes against humanity. I mean, that's right up there, you guys, with Hitler and the Nazis. That's, I mean, it's up there. 
domestic terrorism, treason. Isn't that bad? They should should make this domestic terrorism. They should. I mean, I don't want these individuals to just have a slap across their hands. These are high crimes. Mm-hmm. These are mm-hmm. high crimes. And, and we want, you know, we, we want them to be addressed and, and dealt with, judged properly. You know what I'm saying? I don't want this being buried, you know, because no. that's what they're trying to do to our lives, bury us. Uh, sort of like white out, whiting our existence, our lives, as if we never existed. Mm-hmm. And that's ludicrous in itself, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, I hope they'll do that. But uh, she's back on, so it's 6 o'clock Saturday. Uh, I'll put it in the chat as well. Uh, Darlene's call is 140-462. We're out there. I know you guys are members. We've got to help get some money together so we can make this a success. I will go ahead and um, I'm on social media, and I'm going to be looking at some different areas to try to get donations. Because give, 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 because um, we're... If things don't change, I'm very worried not only about us, but our country. We're not mm-hmm. perceived too grand anymore. Okay? Well, something needs to be done. Is there something in particular y'all want us to do to help with the fundraising? Well, we need donations if you have that, or if you're like members of a church or family or group or organization, you can send money, and it's on the website, and that's uh, FFCHS, freedomffchs.net, and it's through PayPal, so it gets to the organization mm-hmm. um, because Darlene for the last few months has been floating us money out of her own personal funds and you know what I mean she can't afford to do that um, oh, the blacklisting with the employment they treat us badly and pretty much you guys don't, don't be surprised if they try to get you mobbed off of one job then you may have to wait a long time to be hired again it mm-hmm. might it more than likely will start the harassment mm-hmm. will start all over again mm-hmm. uh, They'll blacklist you from getting money you used to make um, to the point being unemployed so many months, you'll take a position that pays far, far less. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to enter that on the, the trafficking as I'll talk, especially for females. Um, you made a certain amount of money. You lived in a certain neighborhood. As they take away your funds, they're steering you to a poorer, seedier part because that's what you can afford. We all need shelter. But they want you sort of in that mm, less desirable neighborhood because that's where they can easily bring in their purse and more than likely a block or two radius is your registered sex offenders. So if you guys ever get on the website, uh, put up your address, you can even go to a library and do it and find out who are the sex offenders in my area. I can pretty much guarantee you got quite a few. Now the website's not going to tell you when they moved in there, but they will move those types of uh, people, men around you that are criminal, per pedophile rapists and such. So, I never uh, thought about that. Well, um, that's the main purpose of my call tonight when we talk about sex trafficking. Um, and um, I will actually make a point that I will start um, in the next few minutes if there's no more questions and stuff. I will tell you a few, um, I will go more in detail about it and why the need of having this call, and exactly um, some of us females and males, a lot of men, the men are used to this, are put in this program and the reason why. Mm -hmm. Have I answered all your questions? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay, thank you, Marilyn, for asking. 
Uh, does anyone have any questions or comments at this time? I think I'm going to mute the room. Okay, uh, Texas, go ahead. Texas, you have a question? Hello? This is Marilyn. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Marilyn. I thought, uh, Texas, you had your hand raised. Does anyone have any questions or comments at this time? I'm going to sit down for a second. Okay, uh, Northeast California. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, hey, Lauren, you. Okay. Hi. Hi. I didn't want to say Thank your you. name. The room. Hey, you. The room is muted. Do you want to go on after I talk for a few minutes? Is that okay with you? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. I'm going to mute you right. right now. Okay. Now I want to go in and tell someone that I had a few questions during the week. What's the purpose of my call? What is it all about? We all know what we have to live in, both of being targeted individuals, but it's a little bit different for those of us that are handpicked and chosen sex trafficking. The details I'm about to give you is only by my experience and few things that I've learned on the internet. So again, it's still like pieces of a puzzle. I don't have the whole story. I'm looking, but I don't have the whole story. Usually, she's single women that are the working poor, receptionist, uh, lower clerical, uh, living just enough for the city. The neighborhood is uh, not the greatest. It's not the worst, but not the greatest. Single, your offenders in this will move nearby. They'll move in with women or girlfriends that are actually a part of the trafficking. They're not like ignorant of what's going on. They get your schedule real quick. They know when you leave. They commandeer your mail. They know your name. Probably know your social security. They pick up on your phone. They're listening to you. They work in a network like a syndicate. They have friends that are locksmiths. They get a copy of the key. You don't know quite what's happening when I call it the morning after. Your crib doesn't appear to be disturbed, but little things begin to bother you, like cool or nice when you know you have the heat on, you have to wake up 6.37 in the morning to go to work in your apartment, drafty and cold. You go in to your bathroom, little thing. You wonder why your tub is kind of wet, or even for that, your face bowl, and you're kind of, you know, brushing your teeth going like, now where is that water coming from? I didn't know what was going on until the morning after when I realized in Los Angeles my underwear was turned backwards. That is not something that I do. No way, no how. And I was wondering what 
the hell is going on. I noticed two sodas from my refrigerator were on the top of my trash can. That began to bother me because, guys, I don't really drink. Coca-Cola is pretty much after five or six in the evening. Runs your bladder. Just a habit most of my life. I don't drink sodas late at night. I have a glass of water or maybe a juice, but never soda in my bladder. I said, now I know, I lived with my sister, and at the time, she was on dialysis, she couldn't drink uh, dark soda. So I said, well, what are these two Cokes open like this? I, I, what is that going on? And that's before they announced themselves. Going out to public places, inappropriate remarks by men that just didn't add up. There was nothing about me available, and the men that were trying to give me a come on, there's nothing that I would say. My sister is still voiced the skull horribly since May 2013. She's continuously raped. I had only one episode of Voice the Skull in July. And they were taunting me for the last question I gave. We watched you. We know what you and your boyfriend Michael used to do. Why don't you dance for us like you danced for him? Why don't you talk to us like you talked to him? You're going to continue to be our whore. You're owned by the Mexican race in Los Angeles. You're going to turn tricks into your gray-headed, and you're going to like it. We have your life in our hands. I heard all kinds of crap, and it felt as if my whole mind had opened up like I was a walking cell phone with at least, I don't know, it felt like 50 or 60 people yelling at me, calling at me, day and night. Feel slut, nigger bitch, we own you. Do you know how ugly you are? Do you know how ugly we're going to make you? You're too beautiful to live, but we're going to make you ugly. We're not, you're going to dance for us. You're going to be our whore. We own you. We own you. I don't think so. I said, I don't do nothing. I don't want to do. You don't own nobody. Everywhere you move will turn people against you, will make men hate you. Don't try to get another boyfriend or lover. We'll turn them too. We'll scare them off. Your are everywhere you move, we'll have doctors lie on you. We have your mail. We, have, we can watch and see everything you're thinking, everything you're doing. You'll never be safe. It doesn't matter if you don't have money. Nobody will believe you. Do you know that we rape you, stick things up you, film you, and nobody does a thing? You're supposed to love your great country of America, and cops will stand in line and rape with us. We even bring our children and animals with you. I don't know if this is true, but it is being filmed. This is being put on tour. This is happening. You'll never have love again. You won't ever have life again. You'll never dance like you used to dance for your boyfriend. Do you know why you broke up? We showed them a film. Obviously, they took this film out. I don't know how they do it. 
Well, one night, Billy and CK told her, we're, we're type of gas with drugs. They actually sexually assault and rape women that are unconscious and they're being sexually violated. And this is being filmed and sold to whoever would want to buy them. Didn't know, and I still don't know full to the extent of how we're being utilized. Because my sister and I first felt like we're religious. We love God. I might have had a boyfriend at my time, but certainly, you know, they said, it doesn't matter. We do what we want. We pick who we want to. You were there. You were available. Who are you going to tell? I feel like I'm living in a prison. And to know that my body that I used to think belongs just to me. To rape a woman is the end of a woman. It's not the beginning. The end. As a woman, it bothered me very much to know. It's not a question. I'll never be loved again. This is where it's changed. I don't think I can love again. I, I can't really look at guys without seeing them. I think he's a trafficker, a pedophile. So it's left me very, you know, jaded and sad, depressed. You don't know what type of money they're made off, but you know you're being utilized while you live in abject poverty and you're scared. Racism. It's sickening. I don't feel as attractive anymore. I don't dance anymore. Once in a blue moon, I'll listen to music. I'll never, I only had one day of BCC. I don't know why it turned off, but for me, it was one day. Billy and Hilbert. didn't know there was such hate that filed. can't imagine that this is our world. This is our culture. Very sad. We're going to, in a moment or so, Speaker tonight uh, identifies her as Madame X. Some people share some of her experience and suffering. What we have to live through. Some of you, if you don't understand the trafficking, even means it's a fancy word for slavery. Yeah, we all own maybe houses or cars, you know, property. You own it. You're the rightful owner. You can do to it what you want to. But slavery and human trafficking is crimes against humanity. It is outlawed across the planet, not just our country that abolished it. It's outlawed across the country, across the world. But yet it's being done hour per hour, and no one says a word. Well, I'm sure I have even more things to tell you about trafficking and our defilement that we have to live through. Uh, I was cleaning up my room, I guess, today before the call would come on, and I 
came across the songs that they loved to talk to three years ago at the time with boyfriend Michael. And again, I don't dance much, but come on and just hang out and we'll have the speaker soon. Take about a 15-second break. Tonight, I've uh, introduced Madame S, but it's totally up to her. I do believe in being anonymous. Are you there, Madame S? Yes. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Can I do this? Welcome. Um, um, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to give a little bit of my story. Um, hello, everyone. I hope you're doing okay underneath the circumstances of this okay. program. Day at a time. But I'm sorry? I said we only have one day at a time. It's hard. Oh, of course. <laughs> one moment. <laughs> um, sometimes it's days at a time that they keep us asleep or whatever they're trying to do to us. And um, it's it's more than a notion, right? <laughs> more than a notion. Well, um, I can start off if you'd like me to. Um, I'm just very honored again to be here. And hello, everyone. Um, um, uh, The sister has asked me to go by Madam X. And basically, um, my family... Your choice. Oh, Oh, go ahead. It's your choice. Um, I'll just explain a little bit of my history. Basically, um, I was just a little girl that um, I was born into a military family. Um, my um, Every other person in my family is law enforcement or military or both. And um, I, I felt like I had a normal life, you know. I felt 
I had a normal life, even though my grandmother, who was a master sergeant's wife, um, she shared a lot with me. She was very enlightened and very open and a very loving person. And um, she shared the good and the bad that can happen in life. And I'm so glad for her and blessed by her and her story. You see her her grandfather came from Germany. So we're Bavarian bloodline, and I don't know if this targeting, I think some of it is your bloodline. Um, I don't think that's everything to do with it, but um, my my great-great-grandfather came from Bavaria, Germany, and um, his son, um, and I, I don't want to traumatize anyone, he was murdered by the Klan in the southern states. And um, I believe that when your family's in the military, and my family was in the military from the first ones on these shores other than slave blood, because we're German and Black and Native American, I think you sign your lives over. You're just property of the government. So I'm thinking that some of the factions in the military are very prejudiced and coming down through the slavery and civil war and all of this. And so I believe that our family was targeted because we were mixed and we kept mixing and there were mixed marriages and things. And um, my great-grandfather, like I'm saying, was murdered by the Klan in the southern states. And my grandmother was very open about this. She was very open um, especially after I, as early as I could understand uh, everyone, um, she was very open with where we came from, our humble beginnings um, during slavery and after slavery. And um, she she married my biological grandfather, and they had she had four kids with him, and they worked for the military and um, always linked to the military, seemingly, in my family. But her second husband was my step-grandfather, who was um, targeted, I believe, by the military because he did not want to go to another war zone. He was from the southern states, and he, ironically for a black male, very light-skinned, he was in, um, I guess, Normandy, the beach, like for World War II, and he was, he, he was promoted because everyone else was killed in his regiment. And so coming back to America after the war, but stationed overseas back and forth, he got this promotion in the military, and he was already on their, their SH list because he was black and he promoted to an officer. He's a master sergeant. So here he has a wife whose father was murdered by the Klan. And so any ties into the military, Lauren, that were Klan-like, they had my, my grandmother's number. They, they knew who she was. Um, then her husband gets a lot of money. He was making about, I mean, it had to be about twenty eight. $3,200 back in the day, like in the 60s when he retired. That's a lot of money. It's good money. And it's a lot of money. And my grandmother, for a 50-year-old soon-to-be widow, you know, 
she was targeted all her life. So this is the thing. The system moved a lot of kids into her house. They figured, this is what they figured with my family, with my grandmother. Um, they were traumatizing her. Um, they moved a bunch of college students into her home after she raised her second husband's last children, the last of her children. So they were always trying to, they'll get at the money, like they do with us, right? They try to make us destitute and throw us into the street. They were doing this to my grandmother. But she also had us little girls at home, you know? So there was always some kind of mess going on, always some kind of mess from the system of sorts. So they figure that if they're paying you money and and it wasn't going to be, and I'm not going to, I'm only bringing up race because of the targeting of my family and the severe things that have gone on, we were not taught to be racist, even though all of that happened. Um, but the, as a little girl, she taught me about all of it. She taught me about her grandfather being murdered. She taught me about her husband being targeted in the military. He did not want to go to Korea. They wanted to send him to Korea because they wanted to basically have him not retire out. Um, this might sound severe, but they do send people to war to just off them. They do. They do. It's a way that the government makes they, – they, they, they keep their money. And it sounds harsh. unbelievable. It sounds harsh. But my grandfather's grandson was in Desert Shield, my brother, and they paid him off. They paid him $10,000 after working 17 years full military service and they paid him off before he got to his 18th year okay that's kind of like recent that's in the past 15 years 20 years you know but it shows you how they if there's a pattern of this the system targeting people and forcing them out and um you know keeping us from doing lawsuits like the the um targeted individuals try to do but with my family, growing up, hearing my grandmother's stories, life stories, and um, um, I will say this, is that her, her brothers were Tuskegee Airmen, okay? So there's some prestige in the family, and then they love dividing families. So um with money and with all of these retirements that go all through my family and alphabet soup agency i did not know that a lot of my family were in like the cia my my grandmother's brother that was a tuskegee airman was one of the very first blacks that was in the cia okay i didn't even know I didn't know he he fully existed. I didn't know my grandmother's brother's names. She didn't share specifics like that because we were little. She just wanted us to get the gist of what was happening throughout the family. But I didn't know that her brother, James, whose wife just passed away two weeks ago, by, this, by the way, um, his son was had friendly fire in Laos and was something like a, a Green Beret, you guys. And he was given friendly fire in the cockpit of a, of a helicopter. They wanted to get rid of him. And so he survived two downs with the helicopter 
in, one in Vietnam and one in Laos. He came back, and the only way they were getting rid of certain military people sometimes was friendly fire as well. So I didn't even know that what they did for a living. I didn't know that my other great uncles, in-laws, like uncle-in-laws, were in alphabet soup agencies. I just learned this. The helicopter down. Has, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say your, your um, uncles and his alphabet uh, agencies, was that like before uh, Dr. King, the civil rights before Malcolm X, or was that like in the 40s or 50s, or was that in the 60s? So it was the 40s and 50s. Oh, okay. they, they were very passable. They were very fair-skinned, which is more, it's just the way the world is. They were more sought out because they could pass in certain situations as white, so other situation as mulatto. So they were, and then they were very well-spoken, whatever, you know, desirable, typical, sheep-like workers. So they and then they had the military um, industrial in, you know, um, training, like through the military and things. So like all of my uncles are military. All of like half my cousins, um, all the way to the extended fifth, sixth, seventh cousins are military or military brats. So they really like our family. It's a big family. Um, most couples in my family have four. Uh, well, at least three children to maybe even 13 kids. So they just really like us. And um, my middle brother has three three sons that served in Afghanistan, Iraq, and some of them are in right now, National Guard, whatever. Um, even the even the step parents are military. So uh, in in finding out, I want to go forward. Um, to when I found out it was Target. Because under my grandmother's teach, you know, just her, her babysitting me, and we lived right around the corner. Her, we, we lived five miles from a major military installation that just closed about four years ago. And um, that was the largest army base on the western United States seaboard. And actually, my mother's children... My brothers and sisters, five, six of us, we were all on that base, especially the older children were raised on that base. So I want to mention MK Ultra and Monarch Program um, with military mind control. My mother was kind of like um, a baby machine, Okay. She had been married a couple times, and I love my mother, so I'm going to say, try to say this all respectfully. Um, she was sought out to be married, uh, kind of like what they do with targets, right? They, they put people in our lives to handle us, like handlers. My mother was approached by a couple different handlers, and um, so then there were children, and then maybe she didn't marry them, because I think she knows enough information that... She could pick through the handlers, you know. My mother was an extremely um, beautiful woman, extremely. And, and we have that in my family to where Hollywood seeks us out. We're around a lot of military. We, we have that regimentedness. So they, they can take that and fly with it, kind of like human trafficking, 
sometimes they look for handled children, okay? People who have a history. I don't know where the noise is coming from, but uh, anyways, I wanted to go forward to when I found out I was targeted. Lauren, if that's okay? I, I, um, <clears throat> because of my childhood and being around the military a lot, um, there were a lot of pressures and to live, to live in a household and I didn't really get it all the way, but there's a lot of, you know, law enforcement officers and things. It was very scary that your loved ones go into prisons to work, to go out in the street and work, work with dangerous people. And I got very ill as a child. And at the right before I went in the hospital for treatment, I almost died when I was like 14 from stomach disorder. Um, I I I knew there was something wrong with our neighbors. I knew there was something wrong with our neighbors when I was like 13 years old. They they happened to be Mexican. They could have been any color, but this family they used to try to. They they just hung out on one side of the house where my bedroom was, and their uh, light would I'm go sorry, on. Uh, Madam, oh, just okay. wait one minute. When you say hang out on one side of the house, you mean like they didn't like uh, go in the living room to watch TV? They didn't eat eat their meals in the kitchen or nothing like that. They did, but I noticed that when I at nighttime when I would be changing my clothes, their light would come on in their bathroom all the time it was like clockwork and i don't know for sure but i felt like i was being watched i felt like i was being watched and um because sometimes when i would try to close my my uh curtains Mm -hmm. they would flick the light off and it was in tandem. It was like, you know, it wasn't like, okay, well, somebody probably goes to bed at nine and they're taking a shower and then they, you know. No, I even saw them, like, go up towards the window. And I don't know for sure, you guys. I don't know for sure. But my mom mentioned this, that in the previous house, we had a Mexican family that was next door, and she just told me more information. She said they used to steal things from our house. They stole oh. our dog. The neighbors used to take our dog. Where did they the steal your dog? <laughs> Where did they? They dog were breeding dog? our dog. They were breeding our dog with their dogs. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they were going to take our dog and keep him. Okay. They were going to keep him. And found out that the neighbors down the street, the other direction, who happened to be a Caucasian family, had bred our dog with their dog. So we were slightly targeted and in my in my house around the corner from my grandmother my mother just explained to me a month ago that the mexican family we had gone off to eat dinner come back and the lights from our house our christmas lights were on their on their house they had come to our house and took the lights off our house and put them on their house just that bold and again, my bedroom was on the side of the house where the the weirdest stuff would happen, okay? So I'm trying to tell you, fast forward to, that was in like 74, 75. 
Um, the other, the the next house that was in the eighties, like eighty, eighty one, eighty two. Okay. Then in eighty five, we had Asian neighbors, and I'm people talk about how a lot of the targeting comes from all groups, but different groups of different people. And so my targeting comes from like Mexican, Asian, and white. Okay. It's just recently been black, but it's mostly been Asian and white where I am and Mexican. So anyways, in 80 to 83 was when I had the, another Mexican family next door, okay, and weird stuff going on with them. And so um, I, I'm a musician, you all, and I was raised, our family has talent, like musical talent, my my mother's real father, my grandmother's first husband was a whole, they were a whole family of all my aunts and uncles and cousins. Well, my aunts and uncles and cousins, their children were musicians in Missouri. And so it's like every child gets an instrument to play. It's like a tradition. And so Hollywood did not come calling until my grandmother was single again. And her oldest daughter had, because of the mix in my family, my oldest aunt has auburn hair and violet eyes, very much like a um, Elizabeth Taylor, okay? And she was a little chubby, kind of like the Marilyn Monroe look before she became Marilyn, you know? So they would go into the Midwest, which is where we're from, and they would get these really, you know, good-looking country girls and then, you know, handle them into Hollywood. My grandmother said, no way. She said, no way. Um, You're not taking my kids. And so, but her son went to the military and became a pilot. So it's every single generation either has a lot of musical talent, uh, military talent. There's a lot of pilots. There's a lot of all of this. But I'm bouncing around, and I hope you guys can follow me a little bit. Um, for me personally, I was too sick to go in the military. My sister did. I was a musician. They tried to get me to go to Juilliard. They tried to pull me away from my family several times in high school. Um, the first time was to go to Juilliard in New York. And my mother said no. Because we're enlightened enough to know don't get your kids out of your house. Don't let the system take your children. And so then, um, even in the hospital when I was sick, you guys, I was dying. I transferred up to Stanford University, which is a research university. And I've always wondered where my targeting came from because you sign your papers there for them to do research and learn off of you, right? So I wondered if that's where my targeting came from. But this is the thing, is they wanted me to move out of my mother's house and go to early entrance medical school. My mother said, no, you're not doing it. You know, they've been trying to pull me out, you know, children out of my family for for decades. And um, I attribute that to uh, military mind control and MKUltra and monarch programming in my family. Um, because you signed your life over. So this is, I think, fast forward to 1990 and on. Um, 
I moved back home because I'm disabled out of college. And I went to college on a campus, a Christian university campus, Air Force. It was it was an Air Force base before. Wondered if the targeting started there because you know how our houses are wired maybe and they have us on camera and stuff. I thought maybe that military base, base was lit up for sound, you guys. I, I've always just wondered when all of this started, for real, for real. But I think it's been all along. I just think it's been all along, Lauren. I just get this suspicion, you know, because they tested drugs on my grandfather, who was the World War II military, what is what do you call it, Master Sergeant, um, because he didn't want to go to Korea. I think they he was in the VA hospital. And they started testing medications on him. And my grandmother knew it, and she said it. She knew it, and, and it rendered him um, uh, deaf, couldn't speak, laying in a bed, couldn't take care of himself. So she was pretty, pretty angry, you know, because they, the system destroyed her, grand, her father. Then they destroyed her husband. And her first husband was bedridden as well, Okay. My grand, my my mother's real father, and I, I he was he was a civilian worker for the military. So I don't know specifically, you know everything, but I I know fast forward to today and finding out that I was targeted in ninety ninety four, and that's when I that's when I saw the targeting like the following and the harassment in the building where I was living, like the banging on the walls and the basketball bouncing inside a building, inside a residential building, and um, being followed, being crowded, like, you know, the, the theater, the street theater. It began for me in 94. Um, people looking through the windows, <laughs> And um, I thought, oh, I'm just have a normal bachelorette life, and I would wear skivvies that night, and I would open windows, and I noticed that there were three people across the way in another building hanging out on their front step looking in my apartment. And that's when I was going through the noise campaign. I was going through the street theater. I was going through the stalking. The, the car stalking started. And... Um, I'm actually, ironically, you all, I'm living on the same property that where I found out that my the 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 targeting started, the like the active in your face every day, every moment um, targeted individual stalking started, but I didn't know what it was. I moved in ninety. It started in 93, I moved in 95, 96, and it stopped, you guys. It stopped for like four or five years, okay? I didn't have no following necessarily. I didn't have the, the, the car break-ins. I didn't have the house break-ins. I didn't have the cops at my door until 2001. After 9-11, my targeting started again. 
they broke into my car and broke it down. They broke into my house. They did the dousing. They, I had the um, blisters on my body. I had the drop in your tracks, sleep deprivation, sleep um, control. I had um, people following me, the same entry, same exit. And I still hadn't found like FSCHS or I hadn't, I had I was just on the internet freshly so I didn't know what this was. I didn't know I hadn't been talking to many people about it. I tried to tell my family and somebody that was military my family just hushed me up and I wondered what was going on. I wondered what was going on and um I'm disabled. I'm already on disability. I had a nice car, I had a nice life, or so I thought, <laughs> and this stuff started again. And I didn't find you all until like 2000, 2008, 2010, somewhere in there. I just really, um, I, I went on the net and I just put in the search engine like stalking, and I found an article from the Dallas Times about a guy who had been stalked in South Sacramento, because I live in Northern California, and um, it was everything you needed to know about this. He talked about just meeting some people, probably the wrong people, at an outdoor market, and then it was on and cracking. He was followed. He was harassed. It was the building harassment. He lived in a condominium or something, a duplex, and the people downstairs and the people next door, and it just sounded like my life. And I said, what is this, you know? And he fled to Texas. That's why it was in the Dallas Times, his story, and where it had started him and then he said that he had gone to the Mercury News and they I think they had a small article about it you guys and I looked at that and I was like what is this this is something you know there's too many you know and it and it had come back it had started in 94 and then it came back with a fury in 2001 I had been dating a guy in the military an Air Force guy and and he said that his his ex-wife, they well, his wife, they were divorcing, and she had turned him into um, the authorities, to Homeland Security, because they were fighting back and forth. And they just, you know, when you're going through a divorce or breakup, you do nasty things to each other. So I thought maybe it was him, the reason why, oh, it looks like it's following or investigations or something, you know? And I wasn't really clicking it because it had stopped. It had stopped in ninety five-ish and I had a reprieve for like four or five years and the reason why Lauren is that I had a manager who had worked for the previous property which I'm on now and I almost sued them I almost sued the owners that are still probably owning it today (laughs) the system has moved me back to this 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 complex and I think they steered me here illegally so they can play games with me. And they, they're trying to compound. This is what's happening to me now, you all, is that um, 
and I appreciate you guys listening. This is what's happening. They are trying to compound my post-traumatic stress syndrome to try to just knock me out, try to just make me go crazy. This is what they want to do. But you know what? I serve a God. I have a Christian walk. Forgive me if you're not a Christian. And I just tend to be strong in the Lord, okay? And I'm just, you know what? I was like, okay, whatever happened, you know, I'm going to sue these people. I don't care. I need a place to live. So I didn't care. I just moved back. I'm like that. I'm forgiving like that. But little do we know we're dealing with agents and snitches and, you know, uh, drug traffickers, de- corrupt politicians, police, DEA. I've done a lot of research about this. And that's the best I can do, you guys, to tell my story because it has just been at one point in 2000, what was that? 2007 or 8, I found another TI. I found her, and she lived in, she lived about four cities from me, and we really, she was an empath, so she knew I was targeted already. She had, she was a colonel's daughter from the Air Force, so she was getting targeted really bad, and at the end, before they, they put her in a home, they, they grabbed her out of her apartment and they put her in a home. She was going through it. She was having the break-in. She was having the raping, the drugging. And then she started sharing more with me. We happened to go to church one night. And you guys, I just laid in my lap and I wept because I knew I was being watched. In my most personal moments, I felt raped. I felt like compoundedly raped by eyes, people seeing, people knowing, and I just laid all just down on my lap all the way with my head to my knees and I just, my forehead on my knees, and I just wept. And it's like you, you try to be so strong through this, and I just realized there's only a couple times I did that, you guys, when they threw me in a mental ward, I just was in the bathroom and I just wept because I, you know, it's just like you're not in control of yourself. I heard you guys speak of this early. It's earlier. You, Lauren, I think you were speaking about how you just don't own yourself. They are owning you. And I'm just like, this is so opposite of what you're taught at church, what you're taught in your life. You're taught as an American that we have freedom of religion. We have freedom of going to and fro. We have freedoms. And this is everything but what the Constitution has set up for us. And, and I, you know, that they could take a system and twist it raising us and indoctrinating us in school, the school system that you were to call the police if there is something wrong and to see the psychological damage and emotional damage, the social damage that happens to us as targeted individuals and um, victims of this horrific system, systemic just 
illness that these people have that they're, they're licensed to be able to do this. They're given the, the leeway and the okay, just go pick on that person. You know, but to, to take what we have, it's been ingrained in us so deeply to call the police and then turn around and say, that we are wrong for calling the police. We're crazy for calling the police. That is just the most evil, diabolical, devilish thing that could happen to a person. Because you're taught from your primary years. I used to be a preschool teacher. I worked for school districts. The, the, one of the very first things you teach the children is, it's okay. Here comes Officer David. And Officer David's going to help you if that scary person is t- trying to talk to you. If mommy and daddy fall and they, they can't talk, you're to call the ambulance, 911. And for something that's so ingrained in us in our primary years to take it and twist it, I knew there was something wrong with this, you guys. I've already been drugged to court. I've been told that I'm harassing the police because I didn't know what was going on. I hadn't found the groups yet that people warn you, stop calling the police, don't call the police. I, you know, and you're actually looking at live human beings harassing the hell out of you, and the police stand there and look at you like you're crazy. But I've been able to, you know, win in some of those situations because not all officers are the good cop, bad cop, corrupt system. There are some truly pure-hearted officers who will not say this. They will not go along with it. And um, I know a few of those. And one of them, I can finish with this, this quote, he said, not on my watch. This is not going to go on on my watch. And I would that would be a good title for a book, don't you think, Lauren? I think so. I think so. And that's reassuring, you know, too, from law enforcement. Do you have anything else? You said not on my watch. What, what were you saying? I said it's a very good statement. Very encouraging. Not all of our law enforcement is bad, you guys. Right? But I know the ones that involve are now. Don't get it. What happened? I said, don't get me wrong. A lot of some law enforcement, when they're good, they're good. But I know some of us have been also, you know, hurt just by them. I understand that too. I do. I'd like to say one more thing: is that why I'm listened to in Cali- in California? Okay, is that my family, some that are military background, have worked in advocacy and activism and in politics, activism-linked politics. And so one of my grandfathers worked for Latin rights. And so that carries a lot of power with it. (laughs) And I love it. I love it. We have the same last name. And there are people who call me out of the blue, you guys, through this. They get my phone number. You know, because the perps have it. So somebody could be a pretend perp. There are those. There are pretend perps out there. I have gotten calls where they just start telling me information. (laughs) You guys, Mexican brothers and sisters who just call me and tell me all kinds of stuff. And, And the way the call comes is very loving and it's very pure. So I know they're telling the truth. And so basically when I call certain leaders and I've actually gotten some of these perpy systems 
and some of these people on different levels in trouble because they have certain leaders have to abide by the protocol. So I have built, it's like building a paper trail, even though they fight you like the dickens to keep you from doing it. Certain folks will not fight you. They will go on and go past the wall for you. And I have proven that government agencies have abused me on federal letterhead. And then also you mix that with my family's um, work in activism and at higher levels of politics that they pay attention to the last name. And I use that like a freaking freight train, okay? So if any of you have any ties like that, I would use that until the cows come home. I would burn the wheels off, the tread. Please do it because they can't ignore you. They know it because there's just so much support for your family, your friends, whatever organization you work for, I encourage you to burn the tread off the wheels with that. And that's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Well, um, are you able, uh, Madam, when I open the room, to you call? Oh, Hello? yeah, absolutely. If anybody oh, wants to ask anything. Okay, guys. Give me a few minutes. We're going to hit the board. And... Um, The room is now open. Is there any questions for Madam Oakland? Okay. Thank you again, Madam X, for um, being able to share with us tonight. we go to the board and open it up. Does anyone have any questions, Madam X, at this time? I do, actually, if you don't mind. Um, does this, like right now, we're in 2016, and you're very much an adult. Do you sometimes often, like, think back at your life and come to the realization that in all likelihood I, I probably have been targeted from the birth? Do you just feel that way? Um, of course. Um, I I feel like the way that they bring our lives to a halt the way they do and just make us a lab rat in our home. And they can do this at different junctures of our life. You know, if they want to, if you're 
generationally targeted like my family. It's like I look back and I say, wow, you know, that acceptance to that school or to that program or whatever, you know, my dad going one way with a promotion and me staying where I am, you know, um, my mother tried to, you know, keep the family together because they loved to, you know, divide and conquer and so I look back and I yeah I have regret I have disdain I have um, right now I have a lot of um, they want to make you feel bad and they have weaponry that does that but I I feel lost because like you were saying sister um, with Will I ever be able to trust Will, without doing, like, a whole, like, <laughs> what do you call, um, three interrogative PI background checks on any man that comes through or woman, I don't know, whatever I might want at that time. I don't know. Life is, you never know what you're going to be, you know, um, life ebb and flows, but I really, I do have disappointment. I, you know, having education and what have you, getting a bachelor's degree, starting my master's degree, and then looking out and I have to battle people just to get out the door. I've got to be watched while I'm showering. Um, I've got to battle through, and we all go through this. I have to battle through these people. I have to battle through these weapons. I have to battle through this this matrix of electromagnetic whatever it is that's destroying my health to battle through people sabotaging either your everything, your phone calls, your if, – if I put out a resume, if I talk to this guy or go to that church, I mean, you're just – it's like this this entangled web 24 hours a day. And this is supposed to be freedom. It's supposed to be like your innate, um, what do you call that, Lauren? Um, your, that freedom that they talk about to live the pursuit of happiness and being free to travel and things like this and have it just played with. Like It's like a kid with a Tonka trunk. Or with the with the dang um, uh, top that you twirl, and they can just push it whatever direction they want. I mean, what is that? It, it's so diabolical. That's the word. It's so ill. The the psychological derangement, like Martin Luther King said, that they are psychological. They bring the Vietnam War veterans back psychologically deranged the people that are that sent them over there for a war that we didn't even need to fight necessarily okay because we do need to protect borders here and there but just war for war's sake this program is like the people that would send it send people over to die for nothing um, the psychological derange, derangement that it takes to say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to go over here to Neighborhood Watch. I'm going to go meet with the city council or in these private rooms and decide, okay, well, Madam X needs to be horrifically stalked and, and go ahead and do it, and that's okay. Here's your gift cards. Yes, yeah, I am very, very disappointed. Sometimes these, I know you guys think um, that they get paid all kind of crazy money, but some of these perks, all they get is a Walmart gift card. Mm. Yeah, I know. They take very little. 
I mean, it must be in desperate times because that's just not a gift card ain't worth doing, you know, treating a human being like this. I, I don't know. I know times are hard, but that's, oh, wow. I think you give them housing, too. And um, I think what I had looked at the other day is the difference between federal housing and county housing. There's a program that provides housing for international students. We spoke about that, Lauren, before. I think it's like the... The and and I'm a conservative Democrat, so I love conservatism to a certain extent. Uh-huh. I think it's a battle between the states and Washington D.C. I think that's part of this is that the money funneling to Neighborhood Watch versus um, versus HUD um, and federal agencies helping people stay safe and housed versus the local sheriff and the housing programs that are provided through the counties, there's a battleground there. And I think TIs have been in that middle ground, if not helped by the feds. So it's a way that protected groups are not being protected anymore. And, and, and who's protected? Women, children, minorities disabled and the majority of targets are what black females with children in the house and more safer protected is seniors and um and and uh, disabled so if you looked into the 70 percent of the women that are targeted being black i wonder how many of them are disabled i wonder how many of them have housing issues have employment issues and have compounded upon compounded targeting that the system couldn't keep on discriminating against women, white women, okay? There's different groups that are protected class, right? So this is a backlash to me, partly to be able to come around the other side, the dark side of the matrix, and target these groups, these protected groups anyway, and have it be a hush-hush. You get what I'm trying to say, Lauren? It's a hush-hush to break down and go on and target protected groups. This is what I think some of it is. Do you think think. that things are looking not too favorable for a particular someone that's trying to get, uh, federal, that's trying to get in the White House, of course. Do you think by all this bad publicity, is that going to, if this person gets in office, is Washington, basically, is the federal starting to punish the local then? Or does it matter for us as TIs? Is that going to help our cause? I think if we would have had somebody like, um, what is that guy's name, the the comedian that's a senator, Franken. If we would have gotten a Franken in there, we need to write letters to uh, Franken. What's Al? What's his name? Al Franken. Al oh, yeah. Franken. I think Al. What's his name? Al. Al. A E L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is somebody to break the barriers. And he was one of the ones that was targeted when they went overseas and the senator and congressman were targeted in the hotel by the um, the uh, colonels and such. They were electronically monitored when they went to this hotel to discuss getting money for battle equipment on the battlefield. They were um, targeted in different ways in the hotel to listen to their conversations. Their phone calls were listened to and tapped into, and other things. 
and they prove that. So I think Al Franklin and McCain are who we should be calling and riding that horse till there's no legs because they were targeted. My congressman was targeted and put on the no-fly list. So I just think that there's certain people that we need to, um, what do you call, we need to write to that are that have had this happen to them that are in office right now. And I just think that as far as the presidential campaign, I think Hillary would do a little bit more. I think Trump would do something around the other side. He is in the know with these dark people that are like Klan and all that. His father was Klan. I think they would go back in their rooms and say, hey, we better stop it because this is not cool. Somebody's going to go to prison. Yeah, we all hate women and all this, but they're going to be back there in those secret rooms saying, wait a minute, there's going to be people coming for our necks, and we better stop some of this. Hillary would be more out in the forward with it, like she's been in some of her, her what do you call, her, um, her speeches talking about targeted people. She's writing her face with it. But with Trump, if he gets in, he's going to do it in the back room. They're going to have to go in between themselves and say, no, we've gone too far. And if we don't all want to end up in prison, we better give the um, – Do you just feel oh, – this is just a general question, by the way. Um, do you feel um, – do you see some hope that we'll be free from this? I mean, just in your honest opinion, that's all we can really get. Hello? Uh, uh, can anyone hear me? Hello? Yeah, I hear you. You hear me? You hear me? I do. Hi, welcome. Yeah, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you, Israel? I'm good. I'm good. I, I just want to say that, man. I know uh, a lot of people going through what what we're going through, but uh, I just want everybody to realize it's all ten percent what happened to you and ninety percent how you react. All right. So all of us on the phone, you got to get strong so we can be able to help some other people that don't know what's happening to them. That's the way it works, man. You want to be blessed. You got to be a blessing. So you just oh, got to. Right. I hear a lot of people these calls keep talking about what they doing to them, what they doing to them. You got to uh, worry about your life, man. You got to concentrate on yourself. Forget about what they doing to you, okay? I know it's hard for all y'all to realize that, man. You got to uh, just try to stay in it now and let go, let God. And, and get on with your life. It's hard, I know it, but it's all just described to happen in the Bible, man. It's all it's all written down in the book. So God allowed it. Huh? Israel, do you feel when you read your Bible a lot, do you think we are the persecuted saints? Do you think that's what we are when you mention in the Bible, the persecuted saints? That's right. Who's that? Who's that in the background, Holly? That's your sister, Holly, in the background? That's my sister. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm really 
was it's sorry about good. that. <laughs> what a it's show. Whoa. Let me tell her to quiet it down a little bit. <laughs> wow. It's all good, man. I'm sorry that she's going through this and got, and, and, and got to learn how to just be cool, man. Don't talk back to them. Don't start arguing with whoever bothers her, man. she got to learn that, man. It's awful, you guys. I to live with. It's really awful. Because all she's doing is making herself sick, man. When you start arguing back at whoever tormenting you, all you doing is feeding them. You got to stop, Hello? man. You hear me? Oh, hi. We got disconnected from you, madam. Yeah. Oh, no. I was I was on another call, and uh, that was, you know, important, too. Um, uh, who's speaking? Um, oh, Madam X, this is Israel. Israel, this is Madam X, who was our speaker. His name is Israel, like the country. Hi, Israel. But you opened the floor generally, so if you guys are talking, that I did. I, I did. Yeah, and I would love that for just to take a, a couple minutes break, and then I can come back. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, thank you. You've got to start a beast, man. Don't give me your energy, no matter what. Every time no, you start yelling and screaming and talking about what they doing to you, what they doing to do, you feeding them, man. You got to stop it. That's why I, when I get on these calls, whatever, I just listen. Because I, I don't give up. I, 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 they don't get my energy, man. They ain't made me. God made me. So it's all biblical proportion for everybody on the planet to go through this, man. Okay? God allowed this. And the only way it's going to stop is in the book. With every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that God is real and Jesus is real, then it's going to stop. And you got to have a choice, all right? Everybody got a choice. You either stay in the dark and keep trying to fight these fools, or you just be cool and let go and let God, because it's bigger than all of us, man. So you got to give the devil your energy. You got to stay cool, stay calm, no matter what, man. Okay, I've been going through stuff. Y'all been going through stuff, but I don't like to put out what I've been going through because it don't matter to me. Because all it do is make me stronger. Stay in the light. You got to go with the path of least resistance. Okay, whatever they doing to y'all or whatever, and you think you can't do something, take that T off that word. You still could do something because it's all about thought, word, action. Okay, that's how this works. When you think something, and then when you speak it, then it's going to happen. That's the action. So you got to always try to think positive, man, no matter what. If all you got is you, you was eating steak and now you were only eat, able to eat bologna, hell, eat the bologna and feel good, man. Y'all got to learn how to turn these lemons into lemonade, man, before it be too late so we can be helping somebody else out, man. That's what it's all about. So everybody on this call, you got to get strong so you can be able to help somebody out there in the street who don't know what's happening to them. You see people walking around here talking to themselves and hollering. Y'all know what's going on with them. You try to talk to people and, it's, and keep them cool and calm, man. Anyway, I let somebody else talk, man, but it's all good, man. We Every day you wake up, God wake you up. It's up to you not to do nothing stupid. Okay, God wake every one of us up in the morning. You wake up in the morning, you praise the most high God, say thank you, God. For waking me up is another day closer to this madness coming to an end. It's up to me not to do nothing stupid. And that's the way yeah, you got to look at don't. this, man. Please don't, because they, that's what they want, you guys. Don't, don't react to them. Really don't. And it's, um, 
I can tell you, uh, Israel, and all, everyone that's listening, it's uh, B2K. It's all hard, but I think that's the heaviest, and uh, it's real hard to live with someone with it. And you, you, and you don't really have it all the time. It's very hard. Yeah, I get it all the time. My ears ring all the time, man. My ears ring. I listen to five two, and it hurts. But my ears still ring, so I, I just keep it moving, man. No matter what, it's still you still got a choice not to do nothing stupid. It's ten percent what they doing to you, and ninety percent how you react. That's what this about. So no matter what, man, if if you walking down the street and you see a pile of crap in front of you, you don't have to walk in it. You can walk around it. You don't have to step in it. No. Yeah, it's very hard. See, I'm I'm about solution oriented, man. I, I that's what I'm about. I, I don't worry about crying about no misery. I keep it moving, man. And come up to whatever God got you to this, God is gonna get you through it. But you got to stay cool and calm, so you can think logically and make the right decision. Because it's all about they doing the stuff happening to us, and we making the wrong decisions whenever the situation arises. So if you mad and angry and pissed off and yelling at whatever happened to you, then you can't think clearly and get the message from God, from the angels, to tell you what to do. Because we got a whole bunch of good angels that's with us. It's bigger than bigger than both anybody on here. So we stuck in the middle between good and evil. Just like everybody got bad tormentors bothering you, you still got good angels that's with you. So you got to roll with the good ones. This is very simple. This is that fun to me, man. Whatever they happen to me, I just laugh and keep moving. Y'all, I hope you want y'all to learn that, man. So you better help somebody else out here that don't know what's going on. That's our whole mission, man, is to help other people get through this. Thank you for sharing, Israel. Really Peace and blessing, y'all. It's a fun time to be alive for me. You see, all it's like the clown theater circus. <laughs> That's how it is in the circus, man. It is. Enjoy the show. But trust me, you guys, they are the clowns, okay? They're That's it. Right. Remember that ugly clown? It. That's right. They're the clowns, man. You sit back and laugh at them fools, man. They really should. I mean, come on. Take a chair, an aspirin, a chill pill. I mean, you're at your home now. A little beer or a glass of wine, and that's it, okay? Laugh at them. Oh, hold on. We've got West Maryland on. Hold on a second. Thank you, Israel. Go ahead, West Maryland. Ms. Marilyn, do you have a question? Hi. Yeah, I do have a question for uh, Madam X. Uh, Madam um, X, are you with us? Is she still here? She said she had to, she'll be right back, actually. I, she's still on the board, but I don't think she's physically here yet. Oh, okay. Well, the question I had was, sorry to be chewing in your ear, but something I had to do. Um, I've heard people say that if you aren't targeted after a certain period of time, I can't remember what period of time that was, that they don't put you back on the list. You off the list, but they'll still surveil you. You know, they'll still do surveillance on you, but you're not going to be physically harassed or gang stalked. And she says she came off the list, the targeting completely stopped for four or five years, and then came back. Exactly after that uh, that nine eleven after yeah nine eleven two thousand one. Hmm. Uh, 
Well, after I, 9-11. After 9-11, she's after 2001. And you know what, something, guys, uh, no matter how many FOIA requests that I've heard, you know, just being targeted the last three and a half years, I've never heard anyone that say, yes, I, I'm confirmed, I know I'm on a list. Has anybody ever heard of that? They They keep that away from us, you know that. What's this FOIA request supposed to do? I forget. Freedom of Information Act. I think if you send away from it, I got a real generic, mine was so generic from the Department of Justice, I questioned the amount of my files here. It's so generic and the paper's so thin, honestly, I I still don't believe it's from the real Department of Justice. It's something about it looks really cheesy and homemade. But what, what, so like what is, how, how is it supposed to help a targeted individual? Well, when you write and send away from it, you can find out if anybody, you're supposed to be able to write and find out if anyone has, you know, open information act, like they might have wanted you to be investigated, maybe um, find out if somebody generated an SAR, which is a suspicious activity report, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to mm-hmm. find out. But I just wonder when they put us in this, that they, they make sure to keep all of our rights and and. It feels like my name or Social Security or something would just pop up, and they just know with me, you know, I'm like the Mikey commercial. Don't well, give her anything, but don't tell her the truth. That's what I feel. It's like very mm. kind of marked. Like I'm always going to get, you know, you know, it's like they're sending me to the fun house. But that's supposed to be what it does. Uh, I never got um, my response from my FOIA was nothing, but I wonder if somebody else might have had better results. Hmm. So I don't know if they you know if it even works or not. Um, I I want I think I want what all of us want just get out of this. I want it exposed because I want every American to know what they've been doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and that is cheated. wrong because see a lot of people think that they, especially those people in the workplace, that they can innocently go along and there's no innocently going along with this at no place ever. No, it isn't. You know, and, and I'm so worried if history repeats itself. You guys, even doing, you know, the Stasi and Hitler's era, a lot of people joined on with this, and they were never prosecuted. And I don't like the idea that they can treat us this way and then blend back until their old age and die. I, I don't like that. That's very unfair. It is. It feels like a Rolo Tomasi, L.A. Confidential, like they got away from something. And guess what? They did. Crimes Against Humanity. They did. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like Madam X told us, she believes Trump will talk about it more undercover, Hillary's in your face, but I don't know if I trust either one to handle this. They've kept it a secret this long, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know how it goes. And I think as all the citizens feel a little tense, this has been a very heavy type of election. A lot of crap is coming out. It's, you know, we feel ha- we feel handled as citizens, you know? I got to tell you, I just don't... Well, it's my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would just take it with a grain of salt. I don't really know if I'll even vote. I'm not, I don't really feel American anymore, to be honest, since I've been targeted. I feel like a woman with no country. I, I don't believe the, the, the president has already been elected. I do I not believe so. they leave the office of the president of the United States up to the general public. I think somewhere behind closed doors, you know, the powers of to be or whatever the aristocratic class, they make a decision 
what would be the best person for that mm-hmm. office, considering what's going on in society. And then they come up with an election and a campaign that looks like the American people voted those people in office, but in reality, they picked every last one. And I believe they are working on both sides. So it doesn't matter if they're red or the blue one. You know what I'm saying? That's what I said. It doesn't matter red. I saw how President Clinton easily got along with Bush. Now, Mm -hmm. I have a lot in common, you know, both being in, in, you know, President of the United States, but I think they put in office who they think would jail with the American community and get things done the way they need to be done at that particular time. I just don't believe we elect the president. Right. The only thing for the president is going to be selected, man. Hillary already been selected. See, y'all got to realize that. All y'all women on this line, all y'all women on this line, uh, we coming through. Aquarius, and it's y'all time, y'all women time to rule, man. That's why they messing with y'all, okay? It's y'all time. Men are screwed up to all this crap, all right? So I think, I think it's my majority because, you know, first we had the black president. Now we got the woman president. Listen, but listen. It's y'all proven to those terrorists that we are not um, discriminatory against people in our country. They have had positions in higher office. They have to show this to the world, too, you know. But I want all y'all women to hear me, man. It's it's the time for the women to to, to rule for right now. All right? That's why they messing with y'all real bad. All y'all women are messing with me, guys. That's but they've been they messing with us y'all. for years before this. Okay, but it's still, it's still 10% what they're doing to y'all and 90% how you react. You cannot give them your energy. All right? Hillary already been selected by these bankers, the Rothschilds. I saw one of them emails where she was talking to the one, the lady Rothschild, and they already selected her. Okay, so yeah, I, yeah, I think she was selected way before that. I, I, I really do. She selected to run this, all right. So whether it's way before that or now or whatever, that's the way it is. Whoever in the presidency, they are puppets. Okay, the last one that tried to do something. Y'all know what happened to him. They gave him two to the dome on November 22nd, 1963. Ever since then, all the rest of them have been selected and puppets. Hmm. Either get along with the program or they get two to the dome. It's all a game. Remember I told y'all it's all a game? It's a clown show. Okay, so you can't fall for none of this stuff you see on television. Look up Operation Mockingbird, and that'll tell you how Every, that's why you wonder why all these news channels say the same thing on every news channel. It's all scripted to keep mm. people stupid and dumb, keep the masses like asses. Okay, now the time to start doing research and think for yourself. Don't believe nothing you see on television because it's all a game. But like I said, it's just my opinion. It may not be. No, I mean, right. Right. Well, even yeah, if so, right. voting does show where you stand politically, what your opinion is. So, do you know the definition of politics is? What's that? The definition of politics is poly means many, and a tick is a parasite. So it's all a game. It's pretty much fixed. It's this elected on election. And by the way, if you don't vote, do you know they will still write you and kind of like 
write down the years of uh, elections and check off if you voted or not. They'll send that to you. Yeah, yeah, they will. I got that in the mail. My sister and I kept saying I stopped all of that three and a half years ago. You targeted me. Mm. I don't need to explain. So Big Brother, guys, is really watching. I think it's not just the STIs and they're torturing us, but I think they got all of us. I just think the other masses don't realize that. That's right. We got all of us in the electronic electronic concentration camp. Yes. Yeah, I saw that in uh, Robert Duncan's book. He said all of us are in some kind of program from the moment of birth. That's right. So you know what? Mm -hmm. If you got a Social Security card and a birth certificate, everybody got one, right? Mm-hmm. Look at that red number on the back of your Social Security card. There's a red number on on the bottom of your birth certificate. All right? You, you, you go to Chase Bank. You put in your name, your Social Security number, and that red number on on the back of your Social Security card, and that red number on the bottom of your birth certificate. You'll see how much you work and how much they trade with you on Wall Street and the Bank of London and the Bank of Switzerland. We are all commodities. That's so you're saying we, we can find this out? Yeah, you can find it out. Go to Chase Bank mm-hmm. and put your name, your Social Security card number, and and uh, that red number. You can only go to that website one time. They're going to let you in there one time. Oh, it's a website? Yeah, Chase Bank. Mm-hmm. You go there and you'll see how much you, you traded for on Wall Street and on the Bank of London and the Bank of Switzerland. Mm-hmm. All right, because that's, that's why why you think when the baby be born, you be in the delivery room because you be just delivered to the state. Very depressing, isn't it? <laughs> wow, did we ever own ourselves then? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can if you if you if you can if you you got a choice. Well, that's according to man's definition. God's definition is very different. Exactly. That's I feel right. like I, I was born free. Exactly. That's right. You got natural universal law. You got to take the, the the natural and use the most high yard and make it supernatural. Mm. So it's all about raising your conscious level and your vibration above these animals. You don't want to be on the ground with them, with the snakes and the dogs on all fours. You got to raise your energy to be upright. So I heard one of y'all say it. Y'all don't think you, if whoever these fools doing this stuff to, to us and other people, oh, they get our uh, consequences and replications, all right? They're not getting off scot-free. They, y'all might think they are, but really we in the day of judgment right now. So it's all prophesied in the book, man. We live in good times. This stuff about to come to an end. Do you think well? Um, do, you, do you think the Earth will be destroyed and will die, or do you think if it's coming to the end, go live? No, the Earth is, is, is God King is going to be heaven on Earth, man. And God set the Earth up for us, all right. So all evil going to die. All the people that are doing this evil stuff, they not they not going to make it, man. They going they got to go. It's all going to be good. You got to stay good and stay in the light and stay positive, man. Mm. So and did you guys also hear the rumor that there's really not going to be any election? It's going to be canceled, and they hope it's martial law. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's all a possibility, man. And anything can happen right now. You just got to stay cool, stay 
stay cool, stay calm, get some water, get some groceries if you can. I was about to say, take care of yourself. If you guys have any extra money, try to stock up on, you know, non-perishable yeah. foods. Try to fill your family. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Batteries, for, you know, you never know. You got a little a different kind of heating source. Just something, you know, stock up on some medicine, you know, if you can. That's right. You're absolutely positively right. Get prepared, yeah. Um, You got to be prepared. You got to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. You do. And then spiritually, we do know this, you guys. We, we do believe in the most high, but, you know, this is Satan's, you know, hell on earth. So it doesn't take much for people, to, you know, with chaos to really begin to act badly. I'm telling you, you know, you protect yourself food. as much as possible is what I'm saying. That's right. And the main way to protect yourself is staying cool and calm. So if anything jump off, you got to be everything clear, man. You do. You know what? You do. You know, we just don't know what, you know. It's unstable. Things. I don't care what they're saying. It's unstable. You know? I don't know what they want because first they want to hide people away, then, you know, protect them for an election, then they bust them all out like they're turning on them. So I think there's some fighting in high places. They don't know what they want. That's right. It's fighting against high persons, man. You got angels and good angels and bad angels fighting right now all around you. We stuck in the middle. Exactly. Because that's always start with Hillary running. That's always supposed to know all the bad things after she left office, not before. <laughs> I wish your sister knew how to be cool, man. Don't be arguing with them fools, man. She got to learn how to be cool, man. Don't, don't argue with whoever messing with her, talking to her. Don't talk to them, man. That's how you got to do it. Once she don't get into her energy, she's going to be all right. That's what she got to do, man. Everybody got to do this, man. Don't be arguing with whoever. If she gets V2K... Don't argue with them fools, man. You don't feed them. You got to start a beast. <laughs> you know that's true. I wish I could. She would tell me she's so stubborn. That's right. And they she they talk to her so crazy. I just stop telling her. Oh. Right. They can talk to her all, all she want, but you ain't got the answer. Okay. That's the whole point. I was trying to get to y'all. You ain't got the answer. Ten percent what the heck they say to you, and ninety percent of what you gonna do. They can call me anything or talk to me. I don't answer. I keep it moving, man. You got to, you got to, you got to ignore them hard as you can, man. Ignore them fools, man. Don't feed them. Every time you answer them back, you feed them. They get full. If they come around me, they get starved. They starve like malnutrition, like crackheads. I don't give them nothing. I starve them. You got to know how to starve them beasts, man. That's why I wish your sister learned how to know how to do that, man. Don't talk back to the fools, man. I know she would too. It's really hard to, you know, because it's not helping the situation. You know, That's health right. is drastic. The house is loud. It's ugly. You know. That's right. I, I want y'all to get get well so I can take some of them cakes and pies you be making. Oh, <laughs> you talking about that? My breakfast is all loud. She got me nervous, but the holidays are coming, you guys. I know That's you right. guys are gonna get online talk about how you're gonna what you're gonna make. What's your favorite dessert, Israel? What do you eat? Yeah, you can make some money off some cakes and pies, yeah, Lauren. I know you can throw down. 
You know, I really should. I should really, you know, that would be a good idea, you know what I'm saying? That right. might be a <laughs> Maybe have my sister help me out and it'll calm her down a little. <laughs> that's right, and especially if that's something you like doing. Then that's I did at one point. Out. I used to love it. I really did. It really used to really like it. It was really relaxing. And That's your gift from God, man. You make take some pies and make some money. It don't seem like you're working. You know, that is a good way to put it. It is. That's right. God gives everybody gifts, man. And whatever you like doing, you can make money off of it and don't seem like you're working. Yeah. You really want to do it and, you know, put together like you really love to do it. You know how you have, you ever eaten things that you just know people were feeling it because it was delicious, and then sometimes they toss something at you like, what? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well, that's a good idea. Really Make you some money off of that. So you don't never have to be broke, man. Right? You got to give. Yeah. I really should think about that, too. You know what I mean? I really should give it some serious thought. And then it'll be, um, you know, people can really enjoy something good to eat. I should really think about that because um, uh I know you're, like, in the South. Israel, have you noticed, like, uh, or a rest of you guys on the phone, have you noticed even with um, the quality of food, you're willing to pay your money, but it still ain't happening? Have you experienced that? Yep, it's all GMO messed up food, man. I was just thinking about that. Does the food taste whack when we try to go out and buy it? Do you think it's because of the, you know, the the GMO food? Some of it is, but I'm going to tell you something. I was telling somebody out there, I went to the market. Mm-hmm. about a week ago, and I threw away, I know, about a good $20 worth of rotten food. Because you bought what? Bought some canned soup, mm-hmm. and it had some chicken in it. The chicken was, it was spoiled, so I threw that away. I should, probably shouldn't have bought that rotisserie chicken, and I cut halfway through it, and that was spoiled, so I threw that away. Oh my God! And then um, I bought a wow. dinner somewhere, fried fish dinner. Mhm. I halfway through eating that, and that fish was spoiled. So I guess I just better just cook my own food. I was about to ask you: Do you think it was just happening, or do you think because we're targeted, it was set out for you? You know what I'm saying? You think you were deliberately poisoned? Now, with the canned food and the rotisserie chicken, probably not. But that dinner, I, I'm that's shaky. I think sometimes they have spoiled food because I went to this store, mm-hmm. in particular with this particular store, hardly nobody shops in there. So I really should have taken that message. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That's where I messed up. I figure I'd just pick what I get, but I didn't think they could go wrong with canned soup. But if your food isn't selling, it is going to be stale, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what happened. But the store is close by, so it's kind of hard to resist, but... I think that was the artist stuff. Because sometimes I wonder if they can read our minds, knowing we're going out to the little restaurant or store and put the rotten stuff out for us. Do you guys ever feel that way? 
I don't know. They can't read your minds. They do. Because I know this shit is making me paranoid and shit, but I'm wondering if they see us coming. Let's say it, you guys, at the restaurant or store. They know we want a chicken. Are they putting out a week-old chicken to feed us some rotten food? They might be. I see. You see where I want all of these people to burn crimes against humanity. Look at them. Look at them. Yeah, because with that fish, I was sick for a week. Exactly. Mm. You can die from that. Yeah. Did they um, serve the fish dinner to you with a smile like they enjoyed it? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, wait. <laughs> or did they look guilty when they something? I wonder if they have any conscience. They did look guilty. <laughs> they did have a guilty look. Because I was like, oh, thank you very much. Very, and they just turned the back. I said, that's strange. Mm-hmm. And I walked by that restaurant. I just, you know, followed me around to the next store. I don't know why the man did that. I'm not coming back there to get anything else to eat. Not after they tried to poison me. <laughs> exactly. Was that also a restaurant that you didn't see a lot of people? Or did you see what it was crowded? I did. That's another place that business is going down. You know, key word, what you just what you just said. Business is going down. Have you guys noticed with this gang stalking? Neighborhoods going down, business is going down. Goods are not as quality as they used to be. Mm mm. Are they are they trying to reduce us the United States into third world? You think are they gonna have us living like Cuba or something? I wonder that's third world country ish. When products go down. And food goes down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things look kind of dried out on the buffet table. You notice that? Probably, yeah. You know, like I noticed, you know, like I noticed, you know, even the ranch dressing and stuff could have been freshened up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They tried to stretch it off. I don't know. But part of me feels like, okay, sometimes I just think they're targeting all of us. I think it's Americans that are feeding a flop, okay? <laughs> because the food costs so much. They now make different choices. They don't depend on the grocery store, and they are not taking that spoiled food off the shelf. No. And I know I'm talking about a store that all of you hate sometimes, but it's the only one in this raggedy town I'm near, Walmart. Sometimes, like the spinach or, you know, asparagus looks great, and sometimes it is wilted, limpy, and it should have been ditched days ago. Do you know they will still try to charge that full price? That's the weird part. Yeah, I know, but then you think we, it's bad enough to serve this to me, but you think I should want to pay for it. It should be yeah, free. Right. And you know it's stale and rotten. Yes, even stores are selling us subpar food. I don't even know if that's GMO or is that just really trying to get over on us. It's, it's, it's I think it's trying bad. to get over. I really do. <laughs> it's trying to get over. I think when they know they should be throwing stuff out and restocking and they're not doing it. That's cheap, yeah. Limp, especially when the produce is all, you know, really limpy. They used to look so that way. It's not even crisp anymore. Or they, or water's too much. You know, how they have those sprayers there. Sometimes too much water hits it, you guys, and it make and it makes it spoil faster. Oh. You know, they have those sprayers. Sometimes yeah. they hit it with too much water, and it doesn't move. I bought a bag of oranges and got home. It was kind of rotteny, like. And no, it didn't. Look bad. It just didn't 
tastes fresh. You know, they're all trying to stretch that dollar out. You guys think, really? That is, I mean, that was yeah. like a dollar bag of oranges. You know, we, especially in our community, we have to look. And sometimes the organic, so-called organic produce looks just as stale as the fresh. It does. What are they trying to feed us? Are they trying to kill us? Is that a part of Agenda 21? I don't know. It might be. Or where's the FDA? I don't feel like they're really inspecting our food anymore. I don't know. And then we don't we don't want to talk about the medical no. facility. You could be really sick, but I feel like they'll just hand me a band aid and want to charge me fifty bucks, you know? Yeah. Maybe in our community we can start talking on the lines or well, I don't know if it'll help, but maybe that the stores do purpose. I was about to say if we can find out like in our local grocery chains or stores Find out when they get their produce delivery to have the best choice, you know, depending on if we can get there around that day or something. But I don't know anymore, you know. Yeah, that I might help. But in the yeah. case of that canned food, that was just completely getting Now, that's weird. Yeah, the cancers are bad. And that means they're pushing the sell-by date. So, you mean, how can you trust that? They'll put a date, you know, two years from now, but the stuff has really expired last year, you know? Yeah. Do you trust Spam? Because they said that has like a 20-year shelf life, that and Tang. Really? Yeah, if we ever got desperate enough, you guys. And for some reason, guess who sells the most of it? Go figure, Hawaii. I don't know what they do with that potty meat or whatever Spam is, but um, they like that and Tang. I haven't had that since the 70s. I haven't had that since, I don't know. Yeah, the Tang was like a really weird, and it's not orange juice, but it's not, I don't know, like Sunny Delight, something really, you know, I don't know, orangey, but not orange juice. And sugary like. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like orange juice flavored or something, because it didn't have any pulp or anything, I don't know. Mm-mm. I haven't had that since the 70s, but uh, I Sam, would, I... Community, we had to complain that the store is selling rotten food. The only thing I've heard people say is take the food right back to the store and get your money back. Yes, I have. Um, now, they, I know the perps and stuff want to keep us all busy and stuff, but, you know, unless I'm just like with my sister really tired or stressed out, you guys, I will get back in the car and roll back if, you know, buying your little food and stuff out is not cool. Mm. Um, it's bad enough we treat it bad, but I still feel that way. Don't let nobody take you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even if it's Mac- McDonald's, you guys, which, you know what, does not taste good anymore. I don't know what's going on. Why is that hamburger patty got that funny color? I don't know. I just can't feel McDonald's anymore. I, I don't know if I outgrew to what, but I swear it just doesn't have the same funness that it used to have. It's not as enjoyable. No, it isn't. And, you know, sometimes when you, especially I would treat it, even if it's, if it's your favorite, you know, whatever, pie store, whatever, you just feel like I'll make my dinner at home, but can I just go out and have such and such dessert or ice cream? That's just not even tasting great anymore. I don't know what's changed. I don't either. They're skimping. I think you're right. I think they're skimping because of the economy. I do think you're right. I mean, 
I mean, probably where you get quality food, you guys, is probably those really, really pricey restaurants. I would assume they would serve quality food, but I don't know. I don't know about them either. And I don't know either, you know. I had uh, watched a YouTube, oh, a few months back, that even at one point, um, uh, one of the famous rapper Kanye West and, and Kim Kardashian, they were saying, no, you can spend a lot of money for restaurants. It doesn't mean the food is great. They were saying that. They don't do that great. They would know. They would know. I mean, they got money. They got money more than me. (laughs) Way more than me. (laughs) So they're saying you can spend a lot of money, and it doesn't mean the food's going to taste good. Exactly. I can believe that because I did hear somebody on TV say that um, sometimes people put a real high price tag on clothes and different things to make it appear that. Mm -hmm. That it's worth that price when in actuality it isn't. Because I remember once this lady had an antique store in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. selling stuff. And it was a nice neighborhood, pricey neighborhood. Mm -hmm. She had, you know, she had high price in items and she had the, you know, the voice to go with it and, you know, the, the history of the furniture and whatnot. And one day there were a couple of people in there who really knew antique furniture. Mm-hmm. And they, and I just so happened to be in the store at the time. So they caught her on a lot of stuff. They said, now, wait a minute, this isn't all that antique because I remember I went to Creighton Barrow and saw this was such and such a price and she coughed it up somehow in a way. But she had high-priced stuff on things that really weren't that special. Just ripping, you know, taking people for their money. Then that's not cool. Have you guys noticed too? Maybe because we're just in this community, the corruption, which I call it, everybody's on the take, the shakedown. Have you guys noticed that everybody is just out to get over? It's like they probably are. (laughs) Especially those maintenance workers coming in there. Oh God, yes. They're ridiculous. Uber drivers, everybody's on the on the take, you guys. Everybody's on the take. The cops are, the MEs. We don't want to talk about medical facilities. Whatever you guys do, trust me on this. Never get sick. Never go to ER. Emergency rooms, don't go. Yeah, I know. I, I've learned my experience. It's like a Hitchcock movie. Don't go. Don't go. Nightmare on Elm Street. Please don't close your eyes. And then don't go in the middle of the night. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I mean that literally. Don't close your eyes. uh -uh, Don't do that. I mean, unless it's, don't even do it. If Unless it's just like really desperate. Don't, you know, really. In the middle of the night in the ER, don't. It's per capital between that and Walmart. Uh Uh-uh, don't. Anything after 10 o'clock at night. Perps, Uh uh-uh. Perp city. (laughs) By the blue light special. Don't do that. Yeah, see, some places are notorious for them, especially at night and shit. Uh-uh, no. Mm. No, no, it is not. You're right, Nightmare on Elm Street. It is. Don't go it to is. Ooh. I never, what if somebody else is like that? Oh, oh, um, the courthouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they live there. Perfect city. Perfect <laughs> city. <laughs> <laughs> They're hanging out there, you guys. I mean, everybody's on the take. Everybody's trying to get get over. But it's, see, if everybody's on the take, you guys, they don't see one thing. Nobody's pushing any 
quality stuff. I mean, nobody's even taking it old school. That means if I want to do the pot, I want to be the rave of the community. When you, you know, if I sell the, you know, the, you know, the baddest furniture, I want you to come to my store. No, they're, everybody's on the take, so they don't really care about the quality. They don't. Maybe that's why they're trying to get rid of old school people. I guess they are because. Because you kind of know that everybody's money, especially the workers, really you're going to always make your bread and butter. People make the world go around. So mm-hmm. I'm always going to think, I, I ain't going to meet too many Kanye West coming in, but I'm certainly going to meet, you know what I mean? I'm certainly going to meet a lot of, you know, <laughs> workers that work day and night. And if you sell, um, to me, a mean pie or cake or whatever, they're going to, that is your business, especially mm-hmm. when you do it, do it right, very fresh. And your yeah, old school should be your model. What used to be mine, kind of. I would never serve anyone anything. I would meet myself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I'm gonna say it straight out, you guys. That's how I feel about it. I would never, you know, especially to sell. Want somebody's money? No. I would never sell you anything. I wouldn't eat myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-mm. And the same thing with the emergency room. They used to have nurses that were so professional. They did. They did. They really they knew got how to talk to you, how to treat you, tell mm-hmm. you it's not going to take too long. Uh, you know, they'll check up on you. But now <laughs> you're pretty much out there on your own. You do, you do. And then there's a lot of people, and they went to school a while, and definitely doctors and professors, and I can't believe they would reduce their Hippocratic oath to participate in this. It's shameful, actually. It's just terrible. That's very shameful, how the, the behavior of this program, you guys, they should be, sh- I would be ashamed. Yeah. I would be very ashamed to treat someone like, I don't think I could do it. Oh, I just look at myself. Mm. What am I? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm here to, to sell fish, chicken dinners. Why would I give you rotten food? No way. I wouldn't even feed a, a starving dog in my alley rotten food. Why would I? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Why would I give this to a human being and they give me their coin? That's, that's money. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? You know what I'm saying? It's ugly. And God just told us just to love one another. Mm-hmm. If there's any solace even before our call ends, Targeted, yes, but I do feel we are what God talks about in the Bible as the persecuted saints. And I ain't trying to say that we're not, we don't have faults like any other human being, but we all maintain even to be tortured as we are right now. But certainly before we were targeted, we were decent, law-abiding women and men mm-hmm. living in America. Mm-hmm. And that's where I truly feel we're the persecuted saints. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you're right. I, I don't think any of us, even for any amount of lucre and money, would be interested in being a perp. I think that's why they selected us. They just knew that crap wouldn't fly white. Very decent from the old school, go to work eight hours and work hard, not lazy. Because I worked at DMV, State of California, all that. I worked my ass off. I wasn't one of those taking a break and there's a long line. I was, you know, I was made to take a lunch break or stuff, workaholic almost. Mm-hmm. But that, I was perked at a job. And what came in was some, you know, <laughs> lazy, probably now I think about it, lazy perps. It was, it, I knew something was going on when the state became so, too much nepotism. 
it's one thing maybe a uh, somebody's qualified and you live across the street and you hire them, but no, they got really, really, really nepotistic with the state by the nineties. I'm talking about straight out my my niece and that's my nephew, and I was just always quiet. My goodness. Saying, yeah, I said that's bad. If you know what it creates, and I saw it as I got older, bad morale. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have coworkers that uh, know to get close to your niece or nephew, they'll have a better ride. And if a person doesn't like this program, those impeditively, if they don't like you, they can make your job very hard. Oh, boy. And that's negative, too, because uh, you'll do your job. But what I lived through, it worked with uh, the morale and, more importantly, the climate of the workplace. See, I don't think these perps understand something. When you abuse and treat someone bad at a job, okay, you just sit in, you know, in cubicle A. But you know what? you got cubicle B, C, and D. People have to come into work, too. And guess what? Their morale goes down watching that abuse. They may not even join on it, but they're depressed when they come in. You know what I mean? Everything in the whole work environment is going to go down. It it does go down. You have people that they just don't want to be involved, but guess what? Before all of that started, liked your company, liked you as a coworker. They watch a few days, realize the boss or so-and-so is really straight out singling you because that's what happened to me. And guess what? They don't talk to you anymore. And guess what? When you're being singled out and bullied, you don't talk to anybody else anymore. It's it's mutually, everything goes down. Mm-hmm. So goes the talents down. and the skills and the things mm-hmm. that could contribute to making things better, you're just basically trying to get through the day now. Uh, you really are. And you when you really feel singled out with me is when you, okay, when you, it's two parts. You have to first accept, oh, my God, this is deliberately. Well, you know it's deliberate when you don't have a bad history with your coworkers or boss. Mm-hmm. No immediate argument, no disagreement. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, it's like someone tapped you on the shoulder. You're it. That's mm-hmm. how mine was, actually. Uh, I would go, but sometimes you, you begin to, you know, almost, you begin to wonder, like, what happened? I would go back in my files and go over my um annual appraisals, and they would be high. And you go back under your leave balance. I had four months vacation, sick leave. Telling you guys, when I say I was a workaholic, I was a workaholic. You really worked. I was a workaholic, yeah. But I had to learn something the hard way that I was never prepared for. Maybe because of losing my mom at 15, I don't feel that she, well, I don't think she was finished raising me. So Mm -hmm. it really meant I was not completely prepared to really understand the world that I, I have this funny feeling my mom might have told me more things. Mm-hmm. Mm. People will use an A quality, a workaholic, but they don't like it. The truth is most places want you to operate at a C and beneath. They want toxic environments. Do you see what I'm trying to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. They do. They feel like they have more control. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I left that, or was stalked off, but I realized, I said, they'd rather, he, my God, he'd rather really hire a bunch of Homer Simpsons to, for him to feel like something. And I just walked away, God, he really doesn't like himself. A lot of people don't like themselves very much. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you're, like, arrogant, but a lot of people don't like themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't like positive people in the workplace to get the job done. That's, the, that's a weird thing. But it's I true. It's, 
It's a reflection it's on them, but it is. It is actually. It is. But if you notice the different jobs I've had, when the supervisor is excellent mm-hmm. and things go really well, they don't stay around real, real long either. No, they don't. No, they don't. I I had a couple of jobs actually. Secretarial was I worked with. Guess what? I was put in kind of new with a new boss that wanted to. You know. We worked for about two and a half years excellent together. The staffs went up. That's why the Secretary of the Museum, another state agency. But guess what? You're right. Got rid of him. I was transferred to another department. I had tenure. But guess what? I didn't like it. I was like, oh, no, lazy. Oh, feckless. Oh, mm. Yeah. <clears throat> perpy. And when his perps around, everything looks bad. Yeah. Furniture's yeah. all cheap. They're I believe corruption. They're stealing money because they're not putting. Because at one point, I said, "Can we order some more furniture? This is breaking." I noticed they, they were ordering, you know, equipment, but I'm like, "You need office furniture. What's going on?" You know. Hmm. Got to brighten things up, and. Yeah, I said we need maintenance to come in here. When's the last time you had housekeeping? This needs to be you know vacuumed. What's going? You know what I mean? Hmm. I realized something. I was as I was getting older. How can you? want to function in such an unprofessional work environment. I said, because I'm quiet. She said, well, what are you here for? I think about it. I think corruption, you guys. I'm just going to see it. Now, they go to invite who they want when you're mm-hmm. in a corrupt bureaucracy. You know that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm and, sure. and the ones that, it's like Serpico, you guys, if you're not on the tape, they going to make sure now you get away so they can hire somebody that is. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they got to get rid of you to make a spot for one of their perks. Yeah. You know oh, oh no. I yes, can believe it. I can believe that did happen to me. Mm-hmm. It happened to me too. No. Uh, sometimes you don't have to be fanatics. I understand separation between church and state. But mm-hmm. when some people start realizing you are a Christian and they are the complete opposite, they will get you off of a job too. Okay? There is a lot of quiet Satanists and atheists that are very hostile. I want to say that right. Some could be okay, but some are very hostile to Christians. Yes. I can believe it. I can believe it. Hmm. Sad, but it does happen. Uh, Although they'll probably pretend that they are Christian. Some of them will do that now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Some of them will do that. You know, Lucifer gonna get to church in the morning before you and me. I mean, they're first on the queue. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. the past always stay. They'll they'll pretty much tell you straight up. Not everybody's in church for a good motive. No, not sometimes they think this church is politically correct to go to. It might have good-looking women or men that I can meet. Um, it's the talk of the town, you know what I mean? Get the children in school half price. Exactly. Um, I am not naive to believe everybody sitting in those pews are there for spiritual guidance, knowledge, and to be fed by the word of you know, God. No. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they it's good for business. I can drum up some wonderful business. Meeting mm-hmm. people at the church, Christians, the church, business opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I can find job prospects. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll meet someone working in HR that can give me a job mm-hmm. or help my son or daughter with a job. It could be connections, mm-hmm. which um, 
a lot of us in our community, um, I'm sure a lot of, I do, a lot of us miss not going to church anymore. A lot of us have been perked at church. That can also be a, a pretty a battleground, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it can be. It's ugly. They're just as tempted as everybody else. For the almighty dollar, isn't that something? Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's money. I think I think they're getting a little bit more. I don't know. Sometimes I think my perps are getting more money than a gift card, but I, I'm not sure. No one will discuss the payment plan. Okay. Yes, I always wonder what do they get. I know how much money are you getting. I know. I like to get down to the bottom line. You purpose off of our jobs. Um, they make it blacklisting, so it's hard for us to get another job. Um, I think. Um, well, my opinion, Social Security. Well, see, that's a toss-up. I was about to say, I think most of us get it, but I I don't know. I don't want to chance it. I think we get it because it's like it's our money. You know what I'm saying? Maybe mm-hmm. that's why we get it. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't think they quite have, I hope not. I don't think they perp that. Or it's kind of hard to perp because you sort of paid into the system. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. So you did pay into the system. Exactly. No, I, I don't. I'm trying to get mine. I don't have it yet, but that's how I sort of think and what I've heard in our community. I think you did it because you sort of it's your you paid it to the system. It's yours. Yeah. I don't think they're quite touching that yet. I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust anybody. Um, they will highlight you if you have worker. I think I've got on the list from workers' comp injury. That was my injury. Remember, I was worked to death, and it was a religious. He was from Egypt. He saw that cross and star David and he was after me after that. Didn't even know him really. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering, it was out of the blue. Why am I all of a sudden no help being worked, worked to death? Mm. Literally worked to death. Mm. And, didn't, and then after all of that, didn't want me to do the claim. It was bad. It was very bad. It was, of course, very legit. Very structural case. Very truthful. Mm-hmm. You think they got better? Actually, no, they got worse after that. It was something else. Very, very evil man. Very. Mm-hmm. So, I can tell anybody else if they want to work. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I tell it's not so much the work itself. The people. It's the people. Mm-hmm. The people can make or break you, and I. I was older then, but I began to look around and realize it's it's bad when you're being treated so bad, but they don't even take into factor how they're bringing down the work climate. People came to work depressed after that. I know, you guys, when I say this, they want to make you feel like everybody hates you, but trust me on that, not everybody hates you. Do you know some people just go along to get along? They yeah, go along out of fear, you know what I mean? Keep the they job and all that stuff. Exactly. Don't think everybody hates you, but it's no different than Nazi times. There's a lot of people that are cowards, mm-hmm. and it pains me to say that, but, it's, you know, I think we've all experienced that. They say courage skips a generation. I don't know. Some people just can't really, you know, they can't mm-hmm. get to that. They're, they need their job or whatever. You know, they have family and commitments, and, you know, they just tell themselves, I'm not going to put it all on the line, for, you know. It's very bad. It is bad. Mm-hmm. It is bad. When someone takes your livelihood, hmm. it's, it's one thing to take your livelihood, but they really do 
take away good people off the workforce. And that's kind of, the, you know what, it's, in general, they're lost. So that, I think that's probably why we end up with bad food, bad service, you know what I mean? Everyone trying to get over it. I guess that's what it is. I don't know. People don't care anymore. Yeah, they just don't care. If they don't put that best, you know. Yeah, because I remember years ago, back in like in the 70s, 60s, people took pride in putting their food out there in, in the grocery store, stocking their vegetables and whatnot and making sure they were okay mm-hmm. for the customers. But now, I mean, rotten oranges. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the person packing that should have noticed it. Yeah. You know, it was the time that was pulled, you know. Remember that used to be pulled where they would just, even out of the bag, they would like save maybe four or five and wrap them separately because at least you got four or five really good oranges and mm-hmm. the bad one was tossed in the garbage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They wouldn't just sell you the whole bag at full price knowing that some are rotten. Yeah. But maybe they didn't know. I mean, because if they're not doing a good job, they don't care. They just threw it up there. Yeah, they don't care. They don't squeeze the fruit. But they don't, you know, you could tell when one is overly ripe. You're supposed to either make it a quick sale or just, you know, drop that. They don't even think enough to say, well, it's not quite spoiled yet. Let me throw it over the, you know, I don't know, delicatessen. Maybe they can squeeze it for fresh orange juice. I don't know, something or protein juice before it goes totally bad. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's very rare you would go in the grocery store and get bad vegetables or fruit. It used to I mean, be just pick up, pick something up that looks good, and it's not. I mean, they they would throw it out way before the throw out. That they wouldn't be lying about stuff. No words. It's a grocery. Yeah, you know, that is true. I'm, it makes me think too, because I'm tired of walking away when I need a few things out of one store and stuff, and nothing. And Walmart, I really don't even care for that store, but it seems like that's the only thing, small town or big cities, that they're forcing us to go to. That's when I drive up, do you feel that Walmart is everywhere? I'm like, oh, I'm speaking last day. Oh, God. Is that the store of the New World Order? Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, the quality. you got to look really hard there for quality, and it's Perp City. So I don't really like, you know, and dig it. You do have to look there for hard. And I tell you who don't have good meat is them. They don't. I don't buy their meat. I buy the uh, the bacon. It's already packaged, but no, 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 you're right. I don't like the meat. No, terrible. terrible. I got a steak there because it was packaged and it was grass-fed and it had a name on it, but anything else, it's just, it's packaged right, but something about the taste. It tastes gamey-ish. <laughs> You know what game is? You think you want to think their inspectors are probably perps too? Probably. It I mean, it tastes. It doesn't taste like 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 you get a hamburger. It tastes like. You sure this ain't like a horse or a deer or something else? Because it just don't seem like a regular hamburger. You you know what? I have read an article. We know McDonald's or Burger King. They are using horse meat. I don't know what that meat is called for. But now are they definitely using horse meat? Has that been confirmed? I think it is because actually there is a Burger King or a McDonald's in Europe that the Muslim people will not go to. They have to eat that certain beef. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's called again. I saw the word. But they're starting to have that on their menu. You know what I'm saying? So, oh. Okay. I don't know what it, you know, I don't know what they eat. 
I know they don't like pork or alcohol. You know? I know Indians don't believe in eating beef. Oh, what, so they eat horse instead? Um, I think of Islam. I think that Islam, they don't eat pork. They don't have alcohol. They don't like anything to me. But the beef, no, it's the beef. It's a word. I'll look it up again. If I'm ever even on Renata's call, I'll look it up again. But they're starting to cater to them. And it was definitely in Europe. I don't know if they're doing it over here. But oh. uh, we look like we look like we were first giving the red carpet. But, you know, they've been acting so naughty, but, you know, bombing us and everything. So... The verdict is out if we really feel them. Or maybe it's catching on. I don't know. You know. But it, we'll see, you know. But I talked to somebody who's, she grew up in a family where they were hunting. Mm-hmm. She said, well, so, so what if it isn't uh, cow meat? What difference does it make? <laughs> <Long spring? laughs> I don't know if I can get with that. That's out there. Because because we were, we're maybe we don't come from hunters and we want our beef to be we want a cow. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But she said if it's clean and it's processed well, what difference does it make? Mm, I don't know. See that that's coming from somebody who came from a hunting family where they eat all kind of meat, you know. Yeah, that might be too wild for me, me or you. I don't know if I can get yeah, it. I can't do the jet clap. I don't know if I'm really like that. that yeah. But I know, you know, he said blessed if for hunger. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a test, you know, because if something look all crazy, I just don't know if I'd be feeling that, you know. Yeah, but I will tell you something. Sometimes somebody fixed me um, some roast beef, and I was eating it with gravy. And then later on, they told me it was deer meat. Mm, I stopped mm. eating yeah, I know you feel. Yeah, you kind of want to know that. I know I would want to know that beforehand. I know, I know how it would think. I don't know. I don't know. What they got a point. It didn't taste different, but the thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you knew what it was. After they told you what it is, you still kind of knew. You couldn't get that. I, I don't know. You wanted a cow. You didn't want Bambi, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know now. Excuse me, one second. Uh, you had your hand up, Texas. You have a question? Hello, Texas? Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely a beef state there, Texas. I'm sure the food is there. Too. Yeah, it sure is. Hmm. You know, it's getting expensive. So if we go spiritual, you guys, the black horses here, remember? And then there came a horse, remember? With scales, riding, man riding it with scales. Well, remember it was a bushel of barrel, whatever, for the week. It's basically saying you're going to be spending a day's wages just to eat. The scales of, of oh, how oh, much you're, right, you're right. able to have. Yes, the, the four horsemen in the book of Revelation. They claim that we're all four horses are riding through our planet right now, and those are not good signs. No. But, but definitely the black horse is riding with the scales to show how much we have to toil or how much food. So it's about high inflation and the inflation price will be put on food. And what do they always say? And protect, remember, don't cost the oil or the, I'll look it up, the oil. Oil and the wine. That's right. That's always going to be very affordable. Mm. Mm. Okay, isn't gas, hasn't gas maintained a very low price in the last year or two? Very reasonable. Isn't alcohol very accessible and reasonable? Yeah. You can get a bottle of wine sometimes cheaper than you can get a good cut of roast now. Mm. The scales will be on food, yeah, food and how much it's going to be costing us. 
so. It's amazing that those that even don't believe how the end days that we're living in is very similar to what's in the Bible. That at times it could be scary because you know these things were written in ancient times. Mm. It's supposed to be modern times, civilizations, but has our condition as human beings changed? You know what I'm saying? Or is it really still the same? Are we all on this road, this journey called life? Mm-hmm. Trying to make the best decisions, do the right decisions. Are they the same decisions that man faced in ancient times? Have we really progressed? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In the whole scheme of things. Mm. I don't know. I don't but know. I do, yeah. It's more important. I think we really, all of us, even what we, Marilyn, what we're saying, the reason we remember the quality of food so low is because the price is so high to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? It is. And so you're going to remember if you've been, you know, you have crummy food because every, we all know it, the grocery stores are kicking our butts. They are. We go there sometimes twice a week, three times a week. Sometimes I don't want to give the 7 or $8 or something, only to be back three days later to give the money. I'm trying to, you know, borrow from Peter to pay Paul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the, and the quantity you get. Isn't that much? You know, I bought a bag of M and M's for three dollars. Oh, It was supposed to be the big bag, but you know what? They cut the size of that big bag down. That's three dollars. It used to be worth three dollars. That looks more like a two dollar bag. Did they give you all the colors in the M&M's, or did they cheat you on the colors? Or do you not care when you open the bag? You just eat them, or do you take yours out and count the colors? My sister I don't does. count all the colors, but I, I don't always get the same M&M's. I get different kinds. I go from peanut to chocolate to almond to crunchy. Mm, sounds good. Mm. So they have different kinds of M&M's. So I don't really know. So, but you like my cousin. She's a type person. She even got on the news Shot a picture on a newspaper one day. Honey, when she buys a newspaper, she wants to know every single section or piece of paper is in there before she gives you that dollar. (laughs) (laughs) If it isn't, if so much as one little piece missing, she'll call the newsboy, wait a minute. You missed the section. <laughs> I love it. I said, how can you live like that? <laughs> that is a very good one. Yeah, uh, that's about, yeah, yeah, I can understand. He probably does know about the M&Ms and the different colors and who's missing and who isn't. Yeah, it's like getting a package of now and later. You know, do they give me a lot of grapes this time? Do I have a lot, whole bunch of cherry, only two cherries? You know but I have noticed that about uh, now and later and them. A lot of times they'll stick a flavor in there that you really don't want, a whole bunch of them like orange and yellow. And everybody knows people want the strawberry, the watermelon, and the grape. Exactly. Here they'll do that. Nope. And then sometimes you guys have to understand Walmart and shit, stuff like that when you get in your candy bars. Sometimes they will have, if you only, I don't know, if they only got that one Butterfinger or something, I'm going to tell you guys right now, don't buy it. You don't know what box that's from, and nobody wants no, you know, stale chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Oh. 
And there's some. Go on the other check aisle and get the ones that look like it's close to a full box, but more uh, more full than half. That's more than likely going to be a new box. Oh. Because okay. you know what? You just pick up the candy bars, and I don't know if I see an expiration date on candy bars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's 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 true too. You don't see an expiration date on it. You know, the call, you guys, is probably going to end in the next 10 or 15 minutes. But I'm just telling you guys right now, if we are living in the four horsemen, black horse, the reason you're going to remember you've been taking especially food rides is because the food costs so much money. I know we're tired and tortured, but first do your best to read the expiration date, you know. But that ain't always a guarantee. You're just doing the best we can. That's true. But if we're being tortured, I'm telling you guys right now, but all other kind of stuff, if the vegetables look wet, don't buy it. I know we're treated like we ain't much, but we are. If the potatoes ain't happening or the carrots ain't happening, skip over that and, you know, make yourself happy. Because if you know you what you're going to do with them and cut it out, buy the, buy the best quality. Pass right on by it. If it ain't happening that way, just if you're in that store, you can see something else that looks better. Just make your, you know, meal into that, and you'll get back later when stuff looks better. That's why you have to really make sure you look at it first, because I had no idea back on I have messed up and not looked at it, and I've been very disappointed, because when you get home and you get ready to cook with it and you really look at it, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. And then if it's two days later, you're like, I don't, you still can't take it back, though, because my neighbor told me she took hers back. But I'm, me and my sister like, kind of like the same. I don't like having to take stuff back. Oh, you got to okay. make the trip back up to the store with the receipt. They'll give you your money back. Mm-hmm. It's extra. But it's the trouble. You know? Yeah. And the way food costs, I mean, dang. Um, you guys go back to your cars. It's not crazy. Just a few minutes to look over your receipt. You know they'll try to charge us more. That's true. Get your money back and watch your receipt. They'll always are trying to get over. That's a good way to put it. I got to watch my receipt, too, because, cause, well, somebody told me, they said, tell you what, don't buy a whole bunch of groceries at one time. That might be smart. Yeah. If you can watch them as they scan it, that's smart when you don't have a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to watch Walmart because they try to go all fast and start backing up. So you got to watch them. I noticed that about them. They, I wonder if they're doing something with that what, the way they add up food. And I'm like, it didn't seem like it was that much to me when I put it in the cart. Um, I mean, I, I could have sworn I spent like thirty five dollars, and they're they're ringing up fifty. Mm. Oh wow. Look but over then again, receipt. you know, I don't always completely add it up, but I know I, I generally stick to the list. But because uh, they said it's part of good health to stick to your list so you don't pick up candy and chips and things you really shouldn't be having a whole lot of. That's true. So yeah. I try to stick to my list. And I'm like, where did they get these numbers? And I always check. But lately at one store, you know, I've, I've complained about it, so they'll – you know that sometimes we talk about the receipt and they'll tell me where I went wrong, or might have overlooked something. Because you know they got these new ribs out from, uh, you know those pre-made ribs that are already frozen, pre-cooked ribs. 
Mm-hmm. Well, somebody got a new brand out there, and it's like $13. But you get about three meals out of it. That's not bad. No, I don't think so, but she said if you hadn't bought them ribs, you would have stayed in your budget. I don't know. I wonder who wanted the ribs. Well, it's not bad, because ribs, you know, to buy them out, they're really expensive, you know? Yeah. The pre-cooked ones. Well, maybe I should go ahead and buy the... Uh, cook them myself. Because, yeah, when you think about it, in three meals, three divided into 13, that's still less than $5. That's very reasonable. I think it's fairly reasonable. I get about a good three meals out of it. But you only get the meat. I mean, you got to cook your potatoes and vegetables, which isn't too bad. That's not bad. No. No. Yeah. It's cheaper than a, a dinner you buy in the restaurant. It is. And then when you want to buy out, you guys be very cautious of these Chinese restaurants. They're notorious for making us sick, too. Oh, and yeah. I met, met a, somebody told me on the job, they had a friend that went to the hospital. And they pumped out food out of stomach, and they told it was cat meat. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Infected cat meat at that. Fluffy. Okay, wow. I said, wow. I'm real scared of going there. I try to stick with the shrimp, you know. Mow, 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 mow. I stick with the shrimp. If I don't get no shrimp... Oh, I don't even know about the fish. I just, I'm real careful with them. I just don't trust them. Wow. I don't. <laughs> Especially after hearing that story. <laughs> and you can't sue them unless you keep the receipt and go to the emergency room if you get really sick. You know... You know what, guys? We've got so many people coming from all these weird countries. We, I don't know. <laughs> We've got, we all have to be, you know, it, it's just kind of safer, you guys. To, if you can make a sandwich, make it a gourmet. Eat in your kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You should Try know what you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all of us in this community have we're treated. We're all gonna and we will get out of this. But I'm not lying. Most of us are gonna come out of being a very good cook after this because I don't trust. Yes. <laughs> Even that um you know, the chicken salad that's pre made and whatnot, I think I'm better off just seasoning up some chicken breast and chopping it up on my own. Oh yeah. You can control the salt, you guys are both eating, you're gonna be happy. Yeah. We're used to each other's cooking. We like each other's cooking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know we feel, you know. About it is, sometimes you're in, you're on the way home from somewhere, you're tired. True. You're I understand. You just don't feel like doing that one extra thing to eat. I understand. I do. I really do. And I don't know if they, you know, they come and break into our houses and stuff. So some of us try to plan ahead, but they can still, you know. Yeah, I do understand that. Um, maybe try to get some place that you get to try at least you can trust, you know? It's yeah. something hard, you know? But, hey, if they have a sale on that cut chicken already, you know, especially if you have it, you know, not in the freezer, that's when you really feel screwed. I have food, but it's in the freezer. You know, it's not planned. Mm-hmm. But if you can cut it up or, you know, um, and cook it. I heard that 
crazy bags and stuff for us. So, um, my proof is you can buy, you know, when you make enough chicken for two or three meals, you can freeze some of it in the freezer. Oh, okay. A Ziploc bag, so no, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have to cook. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, it was targeting. I didn't know what was going on in the house, and I didn't have control over the refrigerator either. So that's when I started eating out a little bit more, but I got a little bit more control. I think I might be able to go back to cooking, but leftovers... I'm a little concerned about leaving leftovers around. You know, here we go again. Because you know what? When we leave, they come in, and I don't know what the, you know, the, what they're doing to my food and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's hard because if some of us are out, take care of things or errands or just work, you know, they come in and really can, they could poison us. Yeah. They could poison us. And I used to cook a lot of food and stick it in there and I, I, all I had to do was come home and go to the refrigerator, heat something up, and eat it. I cooked. I can't do that like I did. Yeah, I know. I do. I do. Really, I I believe you. I understand too. You know. You know, it makes you feel damned if you do, damned if you don't. Do I cook in? Do I eat out? What's my risk? You know what I mean? Because I do not want to know that they're feeding me cat. Do you think they fed that to everyone, or because they were targeted? I don't know who those people were that she talked about. But they were horrible. <laughs> I think they might have fit because I heard people in the neighborhood constantly saying, "Don't go to those restaurants because they cook cat meat." I said, "Come on, y'all! Don't y'all think that's a rumor?" They said it's not a rumor. It's true. Oh no! Yuck. Um, you know they're coming over here from these, you know, really country guys. What? What? Oh, we're going to be echoing out, you guys, if you don't hear me. I think this call is getting ready to wind down. Does anybody have any questions, comments, or concerns right now before we close the call? I'm looking at the time. It's good. That way, if it goes just blank, I don't want you to think I'm hanging up. But it is is after 1 o'clock, and I'm in Central Time. So even for the East Coast, it's 2 in the morning. Yeah, it is two in the morning. It is if you're East Coast. Okay, I'm I'm just one hour behind East Coast, mm-hmm. but it's going to die in exactly two minutes right now. So I'm going to abort our call this night, two in the morning. I want to thank everybody that came. I hope you guys can join me and tell others. Uh, so far, Saturday, ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and uh, hopefully we'll have a guest speaker. I'm sorry that Northeast California didn't get back with us, but I'm sure um, she'll come back on the call. We can ask her more questions. I enjoy talking with her. Okay. And um, 